Welcome to the Wheel of Reads, a Wheel of Time podcast. Your hosts are Alan, Chris, and Ian. This podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers. This week, we'll be covering chapters 52 and 53 of The Shadow Rising, Need, and The Price of a Departure. Enjoy! Welcome to season four, episode twenty-five. Episode twenty-five, ninety-one, I think. Yeah, something like that. I think it's ninety-one, or is it ninety? You guys keep count. Yeah, last week was ninety. It's ninety-one. No. It's ninety-one. It's ninety-one. Alan, you're in charge of the numbers. The yeah, I was about to that. say you have like, a spreadsheet. You I, don't, I don't know. No, I don't know where I am right now. No. Where I'm going to be tomorrow. I. But one thing I do keep track of is new patrons because I do send welcome messages to every single one of them, and we have one new one, which is Stacy. Thank you, Stacy. Thanks, Stacy. Stacy's uh, mom has got it going on. Say, <laughs> <laughs> That'll never get old. Sorry, Stacy. Oh, wow. Welcome. Yeah. I, I don't know if she's listening to us live right now or not. If she is, I, she just glanced at yeah, her no, membership. Just, yeah, I just got a notification. Uh, to delete a membership. And <laughs> 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 yeah, we just lost a patron. Um, <laughs> and well, so you know what, Chris? That, that joke was worth it. It was because I was thinking it, it. We were all thinking it. So um, yeah, um, as far as other numbers going on, listeners, we did cross the hundred twenty thousand mark. So we've had one hundred twenty thousand downloads. That's awesome. What do y'all people think here? I don't know, but we appreciate you. We appreciate it. I'm just A accepting lot. it now. I love it. Yeah. Um, and then uh, giveaways. Um, we just finished doing a giveaway on t- on not Twitter. It was uh, Instagram. Uh, we gave away a beanie, a little Reed's beanie, and the winner was um, Lemus Dingo uh, from Brazil. So it might take a month for you wow, to get your um, that's crazy your beanie because uh, international shipping takes a long time, but it's coming. Um, and then who's Holly? Uh, one of our patrons. How long has Holly been around? Do uh, you want to go and look that up right the second? <laughs> No, has Holly won anything? I don't know. Has, I don't know. Has Holly won I'll anything? I'll pay for a beanie for Holly because I'm in the Christmas spirit. Okay. Holly gets a free beanie. So I will cash out you. Bam. <laughs> Bam. Okay. There you go. On Chris. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Yeah. Um, frosty mugs. Also, we're giving away one of those. Uh, the floaty frosty mug. Um, that is being given away uh, on Discord this Saturday. So... If you're listening to this, um, um, by the time it comes out, I've already given it away. But I do Discord giveaways every once in a while, so join our Discord. There's your little hint there. Join Discord. You can win free stuff. So that's coming on. If you check the announcement section of Discord, you can see where you can click to be entered to win on Discord. Right. Um, and then uh, as far as other announcements, uh, Call Me Nakomi will be on next week with us. Uh, she is a YouTuber, has some great stuff, so excited to have her on. Um, yeah, and then um, personal life. So uh, let's see, personal life. What's what's happened in my life? Um, went apple picking last weekend. That was fun. Mm-hmm. We've got like a ton of we got like three boxes like stuffed full of apples. So that was, but apple picking with like a a two year old and a four year old is has its challenges. Um, mm. Hurting cats, but we had fun. We had a good time, <laughs> and we I drank a lot of cider. Most so, expensive apples you ever bought. Yeah, I know. Like, no, actually, it's pretty cheap. You buy, a, you buy a, a box, and you can fill it up as much as you want. So they don't measure by the pound or anything like that. It's just you buy a box. I think the box is like five bucks. 
So it's actually not that. Not I mean, that gas bad. prices driving out there. Oh, you you know, see the in-laws, they live right next to it. So it's not like Okay. That. You, the, you combine the trip. That's good. Good. Combo. Yeah, we combine the trip. Yeah, we, we hung out the in-laws all weekend long. And yeah. Uh, this weekend, not much. Uh, we have kids' birthday party going on. I think we might go to that. Uh, those are always fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Depends on the other parents. And we are doing a little bit of a shifter roof for their watch party. Since it's a month away, um, uh, just going to announce that, that we're still doing a watch party for the release of the show. It will be for our patrons. Um, it'll be at my house. So we are doing that. I announced that to the, in the patron chat today. Um, but just in case you guys want to come, you can become a patron before November 19th and um, look at how to do that. Uh, we'll also be uh, Zooming the entire weekend as well. I'm just going to open the Zoom up and keep the computer up and running. You might see people just passed out. You might see people hanging out. Maybe people go interact with the Zoom. I don't really know how it's going to work, but there'll be cameras on the entire time. Well, one, just to keep me uh, from doing anything really obnoxiously bad because it'll be into <laughs> <laughs> uh just so you guys can join in the fun uh, obviously the first time we watched it uh we probably won't be interacting at all but then after that it's become more of a party so yeah. uh it'll be it'll be on in the background probably and we'll just be hanging out so uh we'll just have it on repeat for like the entire weekend and then we might go to bars yeah. who knows <laughs> you can watch make, make them turn off the local, local sporting event to put on wheel of time yeah. and watch it at the bar that would be awesome that would we be actually pretty cool find somebody that would do that but would you turn off I, the bama game please and put it on put it on wheel of I time i could probably get i could probably get a bar brick house i'm sure i can do a brick house yeah i can get a brick house to do it I'll, I'll, I'll message Darun tonight. I know the owner. I'll, I'll message him tonight. Yeah, Darun will probably Darun be, will be like, all right, I'll do it. I don't really care. <laughs> like, dude, we give you a shout out on our show. Yeah. Like, like, oh, what? You got drunk guys in the corner pretending to channel and stuff, and their buddy on the other side flipping tables to be like, whoa, dude, you did it. <laughs> <laughs> Order everybody pizzas. They got the best pizza. They do have that pizza challenge. You get free pizza for a year if you can eat the giant pizza. It could be you and one other friend. And you have to finish this gigantic oh, pizza. I mean, it's we need a big eater to come in. Oh, I could do yeah. that. Have you seen the show where like they scam that? Where like they got a tw- identical twin to, um, yeah. So they they so that way you had three stomachs or whatever. So they had like I think it was identical oh. triplets, and they had people wait in the bathroom, and then they would go to the bathroom and then switch people out. So they had three stomachs to do it, like a scam. That's to, smart. Yeah, they could do. Yeah. <laughs> Can I even? Yeah. Way to get, cheat the system. So how about personal life for you guys? What's what's going on? Uh, I won't eat up much time. Hectic week. Got a lot going on. Um, this weekend, hopefully, if the weather permits, back out in the mountains or on the beach, one of the two. And we're going to chillax after getting through this week. And I support that. That's it. Yeah, we're going to take some me time this weekend. Yep. I am trying to learn what self, self-health really means. Like you don't hear ask it, me. it's a buzzword, everybody says it, and you're like, the f- the fuck? Like, I'm going to say it, the fuck? Like, how are you supposed to have that and then also survive? Like, it's just very difficult to have. Yeah, I, I agree. Some of that will work. The, the key, Chris, <laughs> is don't actually manage your time, because if you write all, write it all down or make a spreadsheet of like, all right, I'm supposed to work this much, and then being a teacher, you're expected to work outside of work a certain amount, and then you're supposed to exercise, and then you're supposed to eat well, and then you have to manage your family relationships, and you have a fiancé, and you have to dedicate time to all these. And when you add it all up, you, you don't have time for sleep. You're out of 24 hours. And then yeah. sometime, somehow you're supposed to find you time to do stuff that helps you unwind, de-stress, you know. Yeah. 
So, like, I, I've determined, like, this whole, like, idea that teachers are supposed to work outside of work. I'm not down for it. I'm not down with it either. I just, like, I, it's a system that is taking advantage of a group of people. And I've decided I'm just going to be against the system. I like it. That being said, I have my resume pulled up on the other screen, too. <laughs> you got to be ready when you make then, those decisions. <laughs> you know, it just kind of shows where my mind has been. Like... You know, kids are of a different nature this day and age, and I didn't realize it going into this. Working in education was fun. It was easy. It was exciting. The idea that I'd be doing better for kids. Coaching, phenomenal. I get to mentor. But I'm, what I didn't put together was the fact that I was working with kids that wanted it. And now I walk into these classrooms, and I get a classroom of 26, and like 12 or 13 of them want it. The other half want to be TikTok groupies or oh, yeah. want to be youtube like fanat like extraordinaires we're talking about me like this man it's i'm gonna be an internet sorry. personality uh, be, they just want to be internet person like literally like they can't literally and this is not an exaggeration can barely read can hardly write i cannot wait for my child to be their accountant because we're going to take advantage oh, of them Lordy. for sure <laughs> how, how did chris how did how did i join chris chris's classroom all of a sudden like uh <laughs> I want to be a YouTuber and TikToker. I can barely read and write. I mean, come on, like <laughs> Chris. I'll but you can do math. I'll say so. this, Chris. Don't give up on them because um, Alan and I were those kids in your class that you're like, why are they even here? They don't care. They're they're just sitting there goofing off the entire time. But we were still listening, and we still got a little something out of it, just enough to get by. And we turned out okay. Yeah, y'all did. So, still debatable. Right. There's there's hope for those C students. Yeah. If they, if it wasn't for the fact that I was giving them C's, it would be different. <laughs> no, like, I, I, tra- I earned mine. My A students <laughs> are our C students. Yeah. Like, that's what's really killing me. Like, we have lowered the bar so much that the people that have, out of a class of 26, I have two legit, three legitimate A's. Mm. And then I have all these extra A's that I have floated up. Like, you know, the curve's not supposed to happen until college. No, I take, I, I take that back. I think we were a little bit better than that, Alan. Yeah. We, no. we were that kind of pissed better. the teachers off more that we didn't do anything, didn't pay attention, yes. and still got good grades. And I, have a couple of you, <laughs> I do have a couple of you in my class yeah. that I'm like, if you just cared enough, you could be a legitimate A student. You take the test and you do, like, the MAP testing and all these other federal tests, and you do phenomenal because you think that's all that matters. But then you sit in my class and you just do nothing. And it's like, you know what? I'm going to go work at a bank somewhere as a teller where all you do is count money out and hand it like, you're good. Go away. I cashed your check. Leave me alone. Like, if you're in Charlotte, you can find a banking job. That's for sure. Charlotte, there are like finance center of the U.S. I quite literally put in 55K plus in Indeed and like a billion bank jobs pops up. I'm like, is guy telling me something? I like numbers and I like Excel and I don't mind. Right, both Bank of America and Wells else. Fargo have gigantic campuses. Like, yeah, they huge. do. You, no, no H. My, it's my just yeah, huge. It's, it's huge. Huge. Yeah. So my week otherwise went fairly well last week. I took Friday off because I needed a me day. I had a huge earache, and I was like, I'm going to heal myself. And then Saturday, even though my ear was hurting, we drove out to um, Chimney Rock. Okay. Yes. That was so nice on Blue Ridge. Beautiful. You know, we actually went up the 500 stairs nice to the top of chimney rock i hooded up and mm-hmm. 
we just enjoyed it. We Good. we had time just for us. I left technology alone for the day, and we just relaxed. So yeah, that's it. All right. Sounds good. Let's get into some predictions. So last week we learned a lot. We uh we learned that the drag car are actually just Ryan Reynolds. Um, that's pretty much what <laughs> the drag car. Yeah. Are. Um, Rand and Avienda are a thing apparently. Um, yes, it's going to happen. That's something there. Uh, Rand will be leashed by the tower. That was an Ian prediction. And then um, it was an Ian prediction. yeah, and then Nynaeve needs to work on um on her block. Uh, Ian was a little disappointed on Eve, and uh, that was, uh, I guess, not so much a prediction, but maybe just a comment. Yeah, that, you know, maybe he needs to start 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 working on that. Uh, she's not doing enough, doing enough practice and working on that enough. Right. So, let's get into chapter fifty-two, and that is need need for speed. I needed this chapter. I didn't even know I needed it, but I needed it. I didn't know I needed it. I was right there yeah. with you. Mm-hmm. We all need it. Needed it big time. Yep. Um, and we start out with Nynaeve, matter-of-factly. We, we do. We do. The symbol is the dream ring. Um, and we start out with Nynaeve and the dream. So, um, so yeah. Uh, Nynaeve's at the Stone of Tear. Um, and all she didn't think about is Aginan and how we thought we were friends. And then she she's not our friend anymore. She's Shanchen. And, and, yeah. I still want to skip ahead so bad. I, I really do. I yeah, I want to I see where this goes. <laughs> I just like... So that's where we start. And we get a lot of description. <laughs> Of a, of a yeah. place we've already seen, but so, unless you have anything the, to say, well, the way it opens validates what we were talking about. You know, there's risk here if if this relationship, someone that Nynaeve trusted so much, goes totally sour. That's going to really make Nynaeve jaded. I mean, it's already starting to. So, mm-hmm. I I'm I'm doubling down now in my hopes that you know there's there's some repair to that relationship and and they actually become good friends and allies. Okay. Uh, otherwise, we can have a very evil naive. If this keeps happening to her, she's gonna be like f the world, f people, and with her power, eesh, that could be trouble. Darth naive. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> she could be like the next Anakin. Oh, well, did, was it was it naive? You said it was Anakin. I think you already said that. Yeah, probably. I people, was, she has. Potential. I think I mentioned my predictions. Hold on, let me. Let, you guys keep talking about this. Um, let me go. That was, I do think that was early that. on. Was that? It was super I, early on. Yeah. I was that when true. Delusions was on for that one? Right. Yeah, I think, so. yeah. Hold on. I think she um, might have lost her shit when I said that. Let's <laughs> see. I'm gonna look, and the prediction I, I was made like back in Eye of the World that Nynaeve <clears throat> is Anakin Skywalker. Yes, <laughs> it's in the spreadsheets. <laughs> it's coming back. It's all coming. It's all coming back. I, it's I think it's so funny though that she had this like very girlish moment. Like yeah. that's really what hit me. Is like. I, you know she is make she was she hates her for making her like her. What? Who? Who? Yeah. Is, and then she's wearing this odd skirt and everything. Who has she been able to connect with? I mean, back in Emmons Field, she was the wisdom, so she had to like <clears throat> rise above everybody. She couldn't really have that personal connection with any of the guys, with the women. Mm-hmm. She was so young; she she couldn't get too attached. She had to like, yeah. I don't know, like just couldn't have those personal relationships. So it's like Lan, Egwene, Elaine. It, and, yeah, and even like, those relationships are have been tested pretty hard, so not much. Yeah. She hasn't done it much. Yeah, that's and true. She, I, I agree burned. with you there. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about it that way. Sucks. Yeah, everybody's my friend. And as she's sitting there, she hears a voice from behind, turns around, and it's Egwene with the wise ones. And you the description of the wise ones and how they're like very, very almost transparent because they explain they're riding the horses and they're sleeping while riding, and they're not 
deep in sleep. So I guess when you're not in deep sleep, when you come into the teller on your you're not like fully there. Cause you're lightly. Which is funny too, because they're riding horses. Mm-hmm. IO people are riding horses. Well, they wanted to sleep, and they can't really walk to a destination while sleeping. So I guess they're using it for util- utilitarian reasons. But I guess so. Mm-hmm. But and we've heard before where Aiel have hopped on the back of a horse with other people. Yeah, for a reason. Yeah, if, right. were, yeah. Mm-hmm. if they wanted to talk to Moraine, they said they were riding with Moraine a couple of times to talk to her privately right. and things like that. So they have. I guess I'll accept that. Yeah. Um, so it was really interesting because I know that Nynaeve was pretty then flustered as well that she got snuck up on. Mm-hmm. And it it would be a warning sign to me how easily you could get snuck up on and how you can die in this world and die in the other. So mm-hmm. she really needs to learn how to be a little bit more focused. Yeah. And she needs to learn if there's a way to like sense changes in Taliangrial. Mm-hmm and be able to monitor that. Um, but I do like the fact that she was wearing plate mail. Yeah, I was just going to bring that up. The juxtaposition of that, <laughs> of that she's trying to keep her defenses up and then automatically switches to wearing armor. Like, that's just that. Which is pretty dope. Like, <clears throat> I just, listening to the description of that armor, I was like, I want some of that. Like, <laughs> that would be pretty cool. I would run around in that. Yeah. Jordacon outfit? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm naive when she couldn't control her thoughts in the dreams and got all defensive. <clears throat> Just wear <Yep>. chainmail. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And yeah, the, then the next scene, they kind of give these updates, um, go through, and you know, uh, Egwene updates naive and what's everything that's happened with the Trollock attacks. And it's really fast. It's rapid. Like here's everything that's happened. And naive gives her updates. Yeah, you know, we found this stuff out with Black Sisters, and we're still trying to figure out what they're looking for. We haven't really quite figured that out yet. But you know, we kind of want your help. And, and you can see some growth in Egwene in this. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. A hundred percent. Because Nynaeve quite literally told her, I, I still have nothing. And Egwene picked up on that really quickly, but still was very positive. And again, she broke it down like, so you're, what you're telling me is, is that you know that there's something dangerous, but you don't know what it is. But you've narrowed you know, down like the where and the, you know, you're. You know closer. you won't be beat by them. So she was very, again, very positive, very upbeat. She didn't down Egwene. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when they were together, they were at ends or at odds. Like, they were battling it out for who's going to be alpha. And now it's kind of like Egwene's grown up a little bit. Yeah. She's, she's matured. Or she's been pushed to maturity. Speaking yeah. of maturity, I don't know if you caught on to this. There was a little back and forth between Nynaeve and the, the wise women. Um, but normally, like, I guess up to this point, Nynaeve has still been very harsh with how she deals with Elaine and how she dealt with Egwene and trying to assert her power and authority and everything. And there's a little back and forth here, but Nynaeve is a little more softer around the edges. Did, did you catch that vibe or do you still I think did. she's being, yeah, I thought she softened up a little bit. And I think she realizes nice. there's, yeah, there's so much more out there that she doesn't know and needs to know and. It's not just for her own sake now. It's for her friends and whatnot that she has to do this. Anyways. Until until the next chat, my paragraph, which was uh, she then said, well, I have a plan. I'm going to go into Amethera's dreams. And the wise one's like, you're dumb. <laughs> like, do not. Like, <laughs> like, foolish girl. And then she snaps at them. Like, who are you to call me foolish? Blah, blah, blah. And then they braid her in like a little tiny girl outfit. Or 
I had a question. This is where I wanted to jump ahead to. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my goodness, schoolgirl naive. <laughs> even still, though, and then and I'll let you run with with it, Chris. But even still, with all of that, I think her reaction was much less than what I expected. And there was a rather quick recovery because she still knew that she needed them, uh, and was essentially, you know, she was aggravated, but she's essentially like, fine, well, like this is what I need to get done. Like, can you offer me any help at all? Yeah. Instead of ending the conversation and stomping off and tugging her braid, she still brought it back and was like, "You jerks!" But I, I need, I need your help, sort of thing. Yeah. So yeah, and I mean, she was she was given some good information too. I mean, she was just like, you know, stepping into another's dream. The result is pretty much danger because you cannot control what goes on in and another's it's their dream, dream. Like you can, right? Yeah. So they can do whatever they want. It's not Telangrial. You are literally their bitch in their world, right? And then. You know, to bring somebody into your dream is the act of the shadow. Yeah. They said, even if we knew how to do it, we wouldn't teach you. Uh, we don't even know how to do it. And people have done the past, apparently. We don't even know how, but it, it's a work of the shadow. So we're not even taught. We don't, we don't do that. Frowned upon. Mm-hmm. She felt like she was going up against two swans. Yeah. So that may have been what tempered her a little bit. Yeah, she's got a little experience with, with women with that kind of power. Yeah. And probably an understanding that... Within that, there's going to be some good lessons, some good information. It's it's worth dealing with their BS to see what you can get out of them. Yeah, yeah, that's still. Gross. And I agree with you. She definitely tempered it, but even they picked up on the fact that you know, even when you're asking for help, your request can seem like a demand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like mm-hmm. I get that all. The Jordan time. doesn't make a character way. change like that. <laughs> so no. what what I'm seeing is just small, little, tiny blips of, of change. Mm-hmm. You know, she's she's not stomping her feet and yeah. whacking them with a stick and all yeah. that jazz. It's... Yeah, uh, yeah. Like they said, like you're saying, I need. I'm gonna start to beg. Like, listen, I need something here. Like, Rand's in trouble. We don't know what it is yet, but we know he's in trouble. They know they're trying to do something with Rand, and like, and that's your Karkon. That's that. You know, you, your prophecy too. And they, finally, one of the wise ones like, well, there is a way. And like, no, don't tell her that. It's too dangerous. And it's like she enters the game of the houses. She's playing. Yeah, her. and it's like yeah. they're like, all right. And they finally go through and tell her, like, well, need needs the key. Um, and we've heard this before. Like, um, this goes. This is a recurring theme throughout Wheel of Time. Um, Moraine says this when you're trying to find um, the eye of the world. Yeah. Need, need was the key. Um, and it's the same type of concept the wise ones are using here. Um, need need is what they need so you picture what you need so and you step blindly which is what the dangerous part is because you don't know where you're gonna go you could they think they say you could step into a, a den of vipers and you have to be prepared that there's gonna be danger in doing this method but if you have a need and it's a need strong enough it'll the, the, the dream will take you where you need to go but be wary <laughs> yeah <laughs> that, that kind of reminded me of the uh new star trek movies um when uh they did a blind jump onto the Romulan ship and he's like, and if there's any sense to the engineering, this is going to put you somewhere back in the cargo bay and, uh, jumps him in there <laughs> and they're like surrounded by a bunch of dudes in like the main corridor or something. So yeah. Yeah. You just, you don't, you I mean, don't so know. This is like the definition of the word faith. Yeah. Either you have desperation or faith, but when you're talking about taking that step, then that's, that's faith. You can mm-hmm. have that desperation and you can just hope and pray that something's going to happen. Or you could say, all right, I trust that this will happen as long as I put my feet for my foot forward. I learned yeah. that lesson when I was a kid watching Raiders of the Lost Ark. You know, 
Yeah. Take the step of faith across the bridge. <laughs> but was it but was it faith because he didn't step first? First he slung a little sand Some out there. Sand, and yeah, then it's, exactly. then it's not He's faith still, anymore. And it's not faith anymore. <laughs> Lame. That bridge should have collapsed yeah. on him. Yeah, it should have. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um so then um yeah, so th- then they agreed they're gonna meet in seven days. Um and uh Egwene and the wise ones leave after that, so Seven days they'll meet again, and Nynaeve then decides to take her step. Um, but before that, she also changes her face. So I thought that was interesting. I don't know what you guys thought. Quite about by that. accident, mm-hmm. too. So she switches her image to that of the innkeeper <clears throat> because she was focused on what an individual in that area would look like. Mm-hmm. Not to be suspicious. So don't be suspicious. Who else? Who else don't can do be that? Suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. <laughs> who else can do that? Land fear. Mm. You know who else could do that? Who? It entered my mind before I read the next chapter, and I'll leave it alone at that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So uh, um, that that little blip about land fear, so it, I had a quick tickle in my brain as I'm going through that, and I'm like, okay, what if the world we are in is a dream world? And that's why land fear is able to... Whoa. Have the control she does and morph the way she does because she's able to control it. What if when Don't we're dreaming, that that's much. the real world, and then we're awake, we're actually dreaming? Did you smoke weed tonight? Inception. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is definitely a pothead conversation. Like, whoa. Yeah. But I told every you, six, I've, I've been dropping every, a lot of weight. So all the like drugs and stuff that have been stored in my yeah. fatty cells, they're getting digested again. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's an old yeah. trip. Revisiting. This is, this is this is this is definitely teenage year high talk. Um. Yeah, right. <laughs> Here, kitty, kitty, kitty. Here. Dude, that's my bike. Whoa. <laughs> Anyways, so um, so yeah, so she steps into a bedchamber, um, and Nynaeve sees a woman tangled up in air, which is Amathera. Amathera. Yeah, she's wrapped in air. Being and held she, down to the bed, wasn't she? Uh-huh, she and was made to sing sing songs by one of the Black Sisters. So. Strapped in the bed, made to sing songs. Mm-hmm. Sounds a little kinky to me. Yeah, it does. We need to check on this Black Sister and yeah. see what her deal is. So what do you, what, did you have thoughts about this little this little blip? Or, like, as far as the control, like, the, the Black Sisters control? I mean, did you figure that they're, the Panarch was being controlled by the Black Sisters? I mean, that... Didn't know if that was obvious or not. I, I assume that from one of the chapters that we read, like they weren't really welcome, so she had to be, they had to be doing something. Yeah, it's just funny that there are so many white cloaks there, and they're able to get away with that. Mm. Yeah, is our friend Paddenfane there? Have we no, Paddenfane's in the two rivers. Who was in there with her? Sure controlling he's not her? shimmering back and forth. Who's controlling? Um, it's one of the black sisters. Tamil. 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 Yeah. Tamil. There we go. Something like that. Yeah. I can't remember if she's but, the one that likes the cats or not. I can't. I, they get them all confused. <clears throat> There's a lot yeah. of sisters. There was just the the most definite, like, they're not allies, so we have a glimmer of hope. Yeah. Yeah, and then Amethera uh, sees Nynaeve, and the Black Sister starts to turn their attention towards Nynaeve, and she shifts real fast. And now she's need. in need. Need. She and needed goes, to get out of there. She needed to get out of there. And she shifts into, like, the museum place that Egwene had been to before. Uh, when they first went to go kind of do some digging around um, where, all the, where all the skeletons were and the and the, the artifacts. And there was a handsome woman. Yeah. And there, in uh, silver and mm-hmm. gray. 
and, and her yeah, dress is kind of shimmy. And then he looks at her, and something's odd starts happening. Like she starts to really tense up, and she can't figure out why. And it's this. I love the way this is written because she's just like, I don't know this woman, but I don't feel comfortable at all. Something's she's not like, right. But she, it, like, it's kind of like in quotes. I don't know her, but I know her. Yeah, there was something off about this woman. Just the view of her made her sick and mm-hmm. angry. Yeah. And then it's like, boom, all of her memories yeah. came back to her at one time. Yep. And she sees like, the compelling. This woman forced herself on me. Yeah. And, and at that point, Nadia's like, okay, well, I'm going to take out this dark friend and starts to embrace. And Brigitte shows up and is like, does the whole like, shh, like to the mouth, shh, like, don't say anything. Go <laughs> over there right now. Get <laughs> away here. It's what Alan does to his children in church. Be quiet. Be quiet. <laughs> don't do anything right now. Not a good idea. And now he's like pissed. He's like, why is this girl acting like Brigitte trying to screw up my plan to kill this person? Like, And then she turns back and she's gone. And he's like, I'm going to give this person a piece of my mind. <laughs> Goes rushing to the other room. And at this point, too, like she doesn't really think it is Brigitte because she's not been able to change her face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she so doesn't. now she's suspicious of everyone. Yeah, she doesn't think it's Brigitte. She thinks it's someone acting like her, and she's pissed about it. So she comes storming in. She, you know, sees her there. It's like, well, who are you? And she goes, I am Brigitte. <laughs> it's, it's like, no, who are you really? I was like, uh, Brigitte, the hey, legend. Um, <laughs> been been doing this for a couple of turns now. So, yeah, just uh, yeah. I'm not. And then it starts going more into the precepts and how I'm not supposed to talk to you at all or any one of you, um, but. You know, we're supposed to also, you know, fight against the shadow. And this seems right, but this is against every rule that we have. And we're not supposed to be doing this at all. But that woman over there yeah. is Mogedian. And, or as they say in the audiobooks, Muggy Dean. Um, they pronounce it wrong, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> Muggy mm. Dean. <laughs> um, she's, a, but Mag- she's a muggle. Muggle. Yeah, mm. but Mogedian. And then also reveals that, you know, she's like, well, you also appeared in the waste when I was seen that dark friend that was not a dark friend either that was asmodian both forsaken asmodian. <laughs> yep. yeah so this so, is a lot of intel bing bang yeah. boom yeah she's like so every time that you're trying to attack this person think it's just a dark friend they're gonna whip your ass so i'm trying to exactly. save your ass you're gonna have to be what really, you're really angry like really angry <laughs> really <It's>... angry huh? <laughs> it's like, you, you're not gonna be able to She's like, I can't even do it. So what makes you think you could do it? Yeah. <clears throat> Especially not here where we're that much less powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also like the the concept of being bound to the wheel. Yeah. So like Brigitte has that conversation about because she's supposed to quote unquote be dead. And she's like, I'm not dead. The wheel still needs me. I'm bound to the wheel. You know, those of us that are bound either stay in this state or we're reborn. Right. And the fact that she still has that conscious... Mm-hmm. Like, is a huge help to the crew at this point. Yeah. So the wheel knows what it's doing. Yeah. Because it could be like loose Theron and just be reborn into Rand and then right. like Clueless. not remember anything. Useless. Yeah. And then right around this time is when Geidel Kane shows up. Um, and you learn a little bit about Geidel. Um, he was the same guy that showed up to behind her at, with Perrin. <clears throat> they, they didn't name him then. This is when they first time they named him. But That's if you remember back when Perrin was going to the tower chasing Slayer and Brigitte showed up there and then the guy showed up next to her and was like precepts precepts stop doing this and it describes it describes <laughs> yeah. the same person but they don't give a name back then yeah so this is Guido mm-hmm. Kane and he's another hero of the horn and he's linked kind of to Brigitte like they're always born around the same time and they're always lovers pretty much um, every... lovers or wedded mm-hmm. our lovers are wedded so um, yeah it's kind of her 
her boo and always will be her boo forever and ever through every life which i think is sweet you know that's that's a whole brigette smiled at him though her touch on his cheek held more than fondness Mm -hmm. and she mentions that he's usually born before her and that uh you know, he knows when she's about to be reborn because he disappears from here. And that's how he knows that he's been reborn and yeah. that she's about to be. Um, but he, they kind of there's an argument. And he's, she's like, that's when she's like, no, this is important. This is too important for the precepts. I know we're not supposed to do this against all the rules, but this is important. We have to do this. Who sets these rules? I So I get the hint. So it says, um, Bella. can't ignore it. <laughs> yeah. <Bella. laughs> this is Cain ignored Nynaeve as though she did not exist. The precepts exist for a reason, Brigitte. Nothing but strife and trouble has ever come from breaking them. So it might be a trial and error thing among these people that, you know, kind of keep getting reborn and recognize that, you know, they're tied to the wheel. They probably have in different turnings, you know, try to intervene only for it to cause more problems. And after like, you know, infinite amount of time and turns, they're like, all right, guys, we got to have, we got to have some ground rules here. Cause every time we try to do good, we fuck it up worse. Or did Bella the creator? Yeah. yeah. Okay, Bella. No, I'm sorry I even Bella. spoke. It was Bella. Bella. Y'all had it. Bella. Let, let me just... <laughs> no, I'm going to mute myself. I completely agree with you. I mean, it could be just simply experience because I, if it was mandated by a particular person or groups of people, then by now they would hopefully have acted on it. But that being said, like, you do have the foxes and you have the... What were the other spirit people... Yeah, the foxes. The what came before the foxes? The snakes. the snakes. And I'm sure there's going to be a third group because all these things come in threes. So, like, maybe they're considered, like, the precept priests or something. Huh. They're setting all these extra rules. And they're friends of or creations of the creator. And, hmm. you know, I'm trying to go out. They're little teeny here. beans with gigantic heads. Mm-hmm. And they could just see all of time. They, they calls themselves the calls himself the Watcher. Mm. Could be that too. Yeah. Have you been watching it, by the way? Yes, it's, it's so good. Ah! I have not seen it yet. <laughs> yeah. What's it on? Oh, Disney. We should spoil oh, okay. it. I'll, I'll have to watch it. Yeah. I'll have to watch The Watcher. It's anyway, what if. when you started talking about tiny heads and big heads, I thought about uh, the with the android from um, Hitchhiker's Guide. The, the <laughs> what's it, what's his name? Oh I yeah, I don't know. Somebody in the chat. Yeah, somebody remember. chat. What's the android's name that has human emotions? And it's just depression. <laughs> yeah, he's just so sad all the time. Uh, Marvin, Marvin, thank you, Marvin. thank you guys, Marvin. They, they had the perfect uh, voiceover for him. Yeah, like perfectly cast. So, wasn't it Snape who did his voice? I think so. Maybe. Uh, was it Alan? Um, Alan. 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 Rickman. Rickman. Alan, Rickman. Alan. Rickman. Alan. 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 Rickman. Yes. Uh, and yeah, so then Nynaeve asks about Megidian and says like, you will, you know, um, can you tell me more about her? It's like, don't mess with her pretty much. She doesn't like to fight. She won't fight you right on. She hangs on the shadows so she's like and the she's, the, serpent. she plots and schemes and she's not, and they say Lanfear controls the dream world. No, no here's nothing on Megidian. Look, um, Megidian will just rip apart Lanfear in the real world. Uh, not as powerful as Lanfear as far as the power goes, but as far as her plot and scheming, like, so Lanfear has brute strength as far as the power use, but Megedian has brains. Yeah, so. good, good intel, yeah, though. So she hides and attacks out of the shadow, only attacking when she knows she can win. Mm-hmm. She's like the serpent quill to strife, but worse. Lanfear is stronger, 
physically, but Megedion is stronger in the dream. So she only attacks when she knows she can win. She'll run from a fight unless she knows it's absolutely certain she could win. This is good intel, and hopefully mm-hmm. Nynaeve picks up on it and uses it. If they can come up with some way to do a surprise attack on her and do it with, you know, military, we call it the shock and awe. Like, you just come in screaming and shit flying everywhere and just over the top. And even if she were to fight, she'd probably beat you. If you just make yourself seem bigger, scarier, more threatening, it might be enough for her to run away. Uh, I know ultimately you want to defeat all the Forsaken, but for these purposes, trying to get whatever it is they're trying to get to capture Rand, it might be good enough mm-hmm. to get her to run away. Yeah, and I think she even asked for if she can help, and she's like, if McGinn sees me, I'm dead. Like, or not dead, but she said, next time he sees her, well, the, she promised me that she'll make me weep alone for, for eternity. So I think that's a pretty yeah. big threat, and Brigitte, Brigitte believes it, and Brigitte, um, and yeah, um, says, Nick, no, I ain't getting near that woman at all. I am not yeah. seen. I, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> ain't gonna happen. Mm. And then uh, Brigitte leaves at this point. And she gives her the warning. She's like, be careful and survive. Yeah, be careful. Yeah. If you can do that much, mm-hmm. I'll help you more later. Yeah. And, of course, what does Nynaeve do? She goes right back to start looking for her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like, well, at least I'll go look and see what she was looking at and smiling at. And she sees what she was looking at, which is um, a, a, a seal. One of the seals. Before that, she sees six mixed match figures. She does. I don't know what those are all about, mm-hmm. but I make sure they get brought up since all these small little things keep coming back. Okay. The fact that he mentioned it, I just want to make a note okay. on the spreadsheet that they're going to come back. Just some but, but no predictions about what they are? No, no, no. There are two specific, and I can't remember what they were now, that, that she pointed out. But then she did move to the disc, that half black, half white seal. So, yeah. Yep. Move to the seal. And then after that, finds the real thing. She, cause she does the, the whole entire need thing again and finds what she's really looking for. Finally gets the there. Necklace and the necklace and the circle. two bracelets. Um, so pain and sorrow and suffering when she touched them is what she felt. Right. And she immediately thinks of the, I don't know if she, does she think of the collars immediately? No, she doesn't mention the collars at all. Not yet. Not yet. Till after she yeah. wakes up. So, and then she's pulled. She, at this point, she's pulled out of the dream by Elaine. Very selfish, Elaine. Too. She's like, I want to sleep now. Get up. Yeah. You can sleep too long. I'm tired. Get up now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Nani at this point, like, quickly starts just like vomit, the like, word vomiting out. Like, this is what happened. Oh my god, you can't sleep right now. We have to discuss all this stuff. Like, what's going on? And there's. This collar, and she, they both immediately like turn to Agina. And they're like, and she's like, I don't know anything about a male one. <laughs> like a male, well, I, I deem, uh, she's like, it sounds rumors. about right. There's rumors, yeah, but, I don't know. Uh, 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 yeah, we don't really, we don't really do that. I didn't men, think it could be true. Yeah. yeah, but at that point, that's what they figure What's it is. I mean, that I think this, that that's the point where it triggers when they see Agina and they think of the collars. They're like, wait a second. Is this to try to control Rand? And I had a question mark. Ian, I think this is to check a little box for you because I think you yeah. said that think, multiple yeah. times. Bing. <laughs> and around this, you know. Yep. Go ahead. No, go for it. No, please. Because I was gonna move on. I was just gonna say. <laughs> no, I, I I was literally just gonna say it was the fact that Nynaeve came out of the dream and 
did word vomit knowing that Egwene was still there. Not Egwene. 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 is still there. Just kind of goes to show that she still doesn't want to give up that friendship. And I think we're going to actually see the development of a closer one. I think she's a character that's going to stay. I know I said that before, but she's going to play an important role in getting this. I think they're going to get this tool. Okay. I think they're going to steal it, and they're going to they're going to protect Rand, and they're going to use it at some point themselves, maybe even. Um. I mean, we do have a Forsaken who is strong in the power, one yeah. that can like you have, scare. You have male Forsaken. You can use it on. Um, yeah. I even think that um, more more. How do you say her name again? More the good, spider. Dot, uh, more Gideon. Uh, uh, more Gideon. Gideon. But you can say Magideen or whatever. Magideen. <laughs> I think Magideen wants to take it and use it on the male Forsaken. I oh. think she wants it for Rand. Okay. I think she maybe because in my mind, like Nynaeve is thinking that she's helping. You know our our black aja our dark people but if she was she would have already told them where to find it they would already have it and be gone mm, yeah but they don't mm. so i'm thinking she has her own plan for it i think she's like i take it i use it on what's the male i the male forsaken's name i know asmodian mentioned yeah, yeah. Asmodian. so Thank he's you. in the waste right now i i meant to ask you guys any thoughts about that I think he's one of the traveling. He's folk. on the wagon. Yeah. Who? He's on. The... He's the bo- the 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 gleeman. The gleeman, you think? Yeah, that's a. Yeah, why not? <laughs> it would be perfect. Or it could be like the just fat plump old lady the whole time. The fat plump old lady. Could be yeah. one. Why yeah. would you do that to him? Yep. I want him to be like the begging gleeman that just comes out of nowhere. It's like actually. Yeah, he is. Or maybe he's all of them. Maybe he has the ability to like have all these personas at the same time because remember like the whole crew is just weird yeah mm-hmm, that's true so, uh, it's so i'll say this yeah. Yeah. Uh, about like let's say naive and elaine are successful in getting this necklace and the, the the bracelets and getting it away okay what next they can't just run and deliver it to the eyes to die because or or like there's groups out there that even though they understand who Rand is and they want him to be able to do what he's supposed to do, they still want to control him. Shoot, even the Aiel women want to control him. So they need to be careful who they tell once they get this because, shoot, I can even see Swan being like, sweet, well, I guess she's not really has to die anymore. That sucks. Um, or Moraine or, yeah, you know, some of that affection be like, sweet, now we can use it. Like, we're not going to tell Rand about it. We're not going to use it immediately, but when we think we need to, we're going to slap them on them. And I think the ideal, the ideal right now are worried about all of them dying. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't they want to use it to control him and get their way? Like, so mm-hmm. they, they need to be careful once they get it, assuming they get it, mm-hmm. who they tell about it and what they do with sure. it next. It's this one's, this one's going to be interesting. Yeah. I'm right there with you. And then they hear thud outside, outside the door. There's some ruckus mm-hmm. going on and they immediately go and jump out in the hallway and Tom's been attacked. But luckily, Bale, and Ju- Bale Doman and Julian uh, Sandar showed up just in time to take the guy out. Um, and to see the girls in their shifts. Yeah. And, and, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I was more like, excited. I just picture this here where, like, you know, like it's the whole, you know, put their hands over their eyes with like the hands right. open up, like right. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not looking. <laughs> I, I would just, I would just make it. I got, I got more giggles out of the fact. And I know we all love Tom. It's not the fact that Tom got thumped over the head. It's that with all this infighting between Bill Doman and Tom and, and uh, Julian, like Tom got whacked. You know, if that was us. The other two would not be like, oh, are you okay? Oh, my gosh, let's figure this out. We'd be dying laughing, pointing at you, dogging you, giving you a heart. to be like, Alan, what, you needed me to rescue you? Oh, good thing I came along, you know? Yeah. So that, that, that part kind of made me chuckle. That's, there and, should be some Tom good comes, jokes there. Tom comes to and he's like, he's like, what happened? He's like, oh, you had the guy tripped and like just happened to put his foot into my head or something. Yeah, like, that's like, yeah, you know, nothing. Right. <laughs> Um, yeah, of course they all look at. But then Agin has a has a a visceral reaction to it. She kind of screams and shrieks, and she recognizes the body on the ground. Um, mm. And they're like, "Wait, you know him?" And she's like, "Yeah, he's Shanchen." Um, yeah, is this the same guy? Well, this is the same guy so that, that, that came and talked to her before, right? That's mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. She's like, "You should just slit his throat." Yeah, she's like, yeah. you should go ahead and just start. And like, we're not going to do that. We'll just put him in the alleyway. I like how Tom's like the only one who would go be like, well, it's, hmm, that's yeah, well, probably a good way good forward. Tying like, up loose ends, you know. Idea. Wouldn't be the first time. Not going to be the last. I'll just sneeze on him and accidentally <laughs> some, night, some, <laughs> some daggers <laughs> shoot out. <laughs> He's probably like, well, I also it, owe him one. You know, that mother mother yeah. trucker just yeah. messed me up. Also goes to show you how soft the other two are. Like mm-hmm. Bale, come on now! I would have thought Doman would have been like, I. Ah, I don't take him right. for a killer. He's really. I think not. he's great he's at being in charge, her. but I don't take him as a killer. Remember, he's got the soup yeah. kitchen for the the poor kids and whatnot. Yeah, you know, he does. He talks yeah. a big game, but he's a softie. But sometimes the philanthropist is also like the psychopath, the murderous killer type. So you can't trust nobody. Mm-hmm. Okay, naive. No, you can't. <laughs> so I don't trust nobody. <laughs> Yeah, and then and again, she didn't jump and all like girly because of who was on the floors because she did discover she was in her skiffies. Yeah, yeah, she did. And then when they go back in the room, they talk about it more, and she's like, "Well, he is kind of cute." And it's like, "Oh yeah, Julian. Julian's kind of no Bill Doman. Yeah, <laughs> look at this body. <laughs> Gosh." <laughs> Did you see him? Yeah. He's so fine. He's so dreamy. So thick. He's so dreamy. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. Uh, I, oddly enough, I will admit, when they were fighting last episode, mm-hmm. I was like, they're getting a little too comfortable in those moves. Like, that just sounds <laughs> yeah. like... Yeah. Now, <laughs> l- looking at it now, that should be mind. one of those fight scenes where <laughs> they're taking turns one up in each other, but like also impressed yeah. with the moves that Can the other person's doing. Uh-huh. And, then, the and then it turns into yes. a fight, you know. And... They, they tumble yeah. down the hill and... <laughs> ha! Pinned ya. <laughs> Tumbles again. <laughs> ha! Pinned ha. again. Pinned ya. <laughs> and then... Cue Elton John. Can you feel the love tonight? I can see what's happening. What? They don't have a clue. Who? Who? Our trio's down to two. Down to two. Oh. Uh, and then we end this chapter with them plant coming up with a plan on how they're going to get into the patriarch. Patriarch, smash the patriarchy, the Panarch's palace. Um, and yeah, um, 
Yeah, I so like they how they I like how they plan it out without the guys around, and they're like, "All right, we're gonna, we're gonna get this settled now." So when we go to talk to the guys, we're unified front. There's no there's no arguing, bickering with them. We're just gonna tell them what to do. <laughs> I'm like, hmm. I at this point, it, wouldn't wouldn't you want to just have input from everybody? You know, and I, well, I guess they haven't really established a leader, even though Nynaeve is kind of it. Are but, you saying communication is a problem the wheel of time? No, say it ain't oh, so. I know. Say it no. ain't so. I saw myself going there, and I was like, well, I don't want to say that again. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, wouldn't it be horrible if, like, you know, had they consulted the guys, that there'd be one little variable difference that they came up with that would have made it I much mean, easier. I mean, the fact that they are listening to Mrs. Shanchen over the three men there to protect them. Bail Doman vouched for her early on, like, well, that's, she's making a good point. And then Tom was about to co-sign on slitting dude's throat, you know? So Uh, she's she's getting people to co-sign with her. Credibility all over the place. Mm -hmm. Yep. So in the chapter, so anything we missed? That's a good chapter. For it to be a long chapter, we did go through a lot. We touched a lot, but it went very fast. Well, there's a lot of descriptive stuff in between, but I think we hit all the highlights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did, they I feel like we out. we ran through the reading like it was a very easy chapter to get through. Yeah, this is the beginning of that slide towards the end of the book. Like I got, I, really I got I through these. Feel it. I ate these up. It wasn't until I went to listen to it that I realized they were like each an hour long. I was like, well, these are long chapters. I didn't even, <laughs> I didn't notice that when I was reading. What, what the fuck time is it? <laughs> now, do you feel anxious? We're like very close to the end, and I don't feel like anything at all is about to be solved. it's still potential you, you, i think you said that the last yet. two books i think you said that the last two books I, around this time yeah <laughs> I, I like I, I really i think i do every time because he does have that effect on me i feel anxious and i think it's a little ptsd because martin if you listen i'm still waiting on a book <laughs> and i actually follow you so like bruh Bro. give oh. me something i'll take the manuscripts all the red ink i have ptsd yeah. At least, like, Rawlings, she, like, would kind of poke at you, and then she'll leave you at a point where you could be okay with Harry Potter being over with at the end of any book. But you just hoped for sure that she was going to continue it. Mm-hmm. And she did. She gave us love. Mm-hmm. Aw. But, but after Martin, it's like, bro, I have no faith. <laughs> He's, At least these books are written, so you, you know the answer is there somewhere. Like every single one of it's his books. It's more about like Alan. Are you going to let us read? This yeah. Week? And how much are you going to let us read? The, his his end of book buildups are kind of like uh, riding the log flume at Bush Gardens. Like yeah. as you're going up, you're like, oh, we're getting pretty high. Something's about to happen. And then there's that first <laughs> little drop, and you're like, oh, that, well, this but, this oh. wasn't it. And then you drift around. And you're like, cool scenery. All right, a little bit of splashing, a little bit of splashing. All right, well, we're going, wait, we're going into this building. What's in this building? Oh, that's a saw. Oh, that's a saw. <laughs> we're going <laughs> <laughs> So right now we're in that lull in between where we're, we're just, we know it's going to get good. We thought this was it, but it's still kind of, but yeah, we're, we're about to get sucked uh, in. I could do that to so many other analogies, but I'll take you sure. a log <laughs> analogy. <laughs> log flume. We'll There's also the log flume tonight. analogy nudging a wink. <laughs> With six giggities, but you know, we're not gonna, yeah, we're not gonna go that route. I'll say PG today. I'm drinking water, so you're not gonna get it. So, anything else? No, all right. So, moving on to chapter 53 the price of a departure, and the symbol is a wolf. 
So I totally did not expect this chapter to be about Perrin. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think either of us guessed it. Not even close. Yeah, I you, wasn't you, thinking either. You guys were thinking Rand was leaving uh, Colorado Cold and that was going to be it. But yeah, no. I was really hoping for a Matt chapter. Yeah, yeah. No, no it's a it's a Perrin chapter. But it completely threw me <laughs> off when I saw the price of the pie. Matt has been trying to escape. Ran for books now, so I'm like, just as soon as I can get out of here. (laughs) Any predictions? You know, we got Ian over here. Like, it'd be nice to have a book all about Matt. I'm like, I agree. Let's let Matt go. No, not at all. Let Matt go. Um, We need a free Matt shirt. So, (laughs) so just know, as we're going through this chapter, the entire time Matt is just where he's at, grumbling like, as soon as I can fucking get a stupid one of these guys gonna leave. I'm gonna leave with him. Stupid. So, prediction time. When do you think Matt's leaving? (laughs) Book twelve to fourteen somewhere. Matt's never getting away. The more he gets the old memories, yeah. the more he realizes how he's Rand's, needed Rand, in Rand's Rand, world. Yeah. Eventually, he's going to be in charge of all of this and be like, how the fuck did this happen? <laughs> like, why? <laughs> now I'm the leader. I can't just leave now. They'll just follow me. That's what happens. You lead, they follow. I can't fucking go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so Matt's going to become the leader of everybody? Um, that's, yeah. That's a, is that a prediction? I can write that one down. Um, he is he who comes mm-hmm. with the dawn. Uh, is he? Is he, he? He was. He, he did come with the dog. He was. As well. Yeah. He, he came hard too. Hey yo. Showing up there with a solid rod. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, let's start writing this chapter. So they're back in the Wine Spring Inn, and the women's uh, the women's circle. There's talking about supplies and parents trying not to listen, but his wolfy ears are picking up pretty much everything, and he's trying to concentrate on what the men are saying too. It's like the those council of men are meeting. The women's circle meeting, they're all in the same room. They're all kind of quietly talking amongst each other. And they're all talking about supplies. I mean, the women are talking about food stores and how to feed everybody. And the men are talking about military supplies. How many arrows do we have left? How many sticks do we have? Are we good to go? Um, and we also learned that since we left there, it's been almost a week. And there have been constant attacks. Like, I mean, yeah. they, they haven't mm-hmm. been, they've been attacked, like, constantly. And it's starting to really wear on them as a as a group yeah yeah and um, even even before the lack of sleep. right so but even before they talk about the lack of sleep um parents asking questions that have already been asked and answered uh so you get like this imagery i don't know if y'all have ever been so sleep deprived you're practically drunk like that's kind of what it feels yes. like you're it's it's beyond being in a fog it drunkenness is the closest thing i can compare it to and that that's where parent is he's that's how i i I, I live in a constant state like that. Yeah. <laughs> just stay caffeinated. <laughs> He's like, well, you got two kids and a third on the Alan, way. Alan crushes up coffee beans and puts it in his Trulies. Like, he's got to. <laughs> I, I kid you not, when I used to do long distance sailing, I used to, like, because it just took too much time to boil water, I would literally just grab coffee beans, just like the full coffee beans, and just pull in my mouth and start just chewing on them while. Ooh, while sailing, how um, bitter. I, was, I mean, I drink coffee black anyway, so like it does. It doesn't really bother me that much, yeah, but, but it keeps you awake. And I'll just literally chew on coffee beans. It's super bitter. I didn't really care at that point. I just needed to stay awake. And now, just like, I like espresso. While beans, that's doable, dark don't make the mistake of thinking you can lip some instant coffee, because one, it'll dry the shit out of your mouth, and two, it's mm-hmm. beyond bit like 
Boy, I made that I mistake. Had my, I had my water too. I yeah, mean, I'll the take coffee beans water you can do, stuff. but yeah, that instant coffee oh, will yeah. tear up your mouth. It's better. Are you yeah. talking from experience? Oh yeah. <laughs> In, yeah. in similar situation, trying to deliver a boat, and it was just two of us, four on, four off. By day two, mm-hmm. there's no way you could sleep enough to be functional. So, anyways, mm. yep, yeah, yep. So, um, also, parent uh, overhears the women's circle talking, like during all the middle of this, that they're halving their rations. Like, we can't tell the men this, but um, but 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 we're 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 halving our rations. So, um, don't tell the men, um, because they'll try to do it too, and they need to fight. And parent, of course, hears this and kind of dismisses it. Like, oh, we're, we're obviously going to still eat. <laughs> yeah. um, well, I, I think it, he he takes a very pragmatic view of it. Like, you would think mm-hmm. the parent we know would immediately be like, no, we need to make sure the women are fed and look, we're going to watch them eat and da 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 But the reality of it is he's like, no, the men do need to keep their strength up. They, they got to be able to fight. So he he just kind of lets it go. Yeah. They're in a tough yeah, spot. Def- definitely. Um, and during during all this, uh, Perrin realizes that everyone has now turned to deferring to him. Like, even when Sin Bowie starts complaining about stuff and Bran shows off the mare patch or whatever, and is like, you know, I'm the one in charge. And they said, but, but Perrin, what, what do you think? Uh, and he's like, <laughs> when, since when am I? I wish they would just send me home at this point. Leave like, me alone. Like, I wish they still treat me like a boy at some point. You know, like, like they used to just be like, all right, men are talking. You know, go back to the forge. We'll talk to you about it later. And now they're like, uh, parent, parent, what do we do next? <laughs> so it's definitely been a dynamic shift. I mean, parent's definitely the leader here, uh, even though he's not mayor. Uh, they all turn. They all defer to him. Yeah, I and mean, we've seen we've seen I this coming. Whole... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I thought the whole thing was interesting because you you know the conversations they're having about the having of the rations and then of course the this statement of you know everything that we could turn into a weapon has been turned into a weapon and we're getting as many arrows back from the field as we can as the Trolloc take their dead away to yeah so eat d- them. in daylight they're they're getting they're retreating but at nighttime the Trollocs are coming and taking their dead away to eat the dead so they're losing those yeah. arrows but. So, I mean, it, it looks like it's very bleak, to be honest with you, because it doesn't look like there's any end to it. There's no conversation about the end. And then you you do have Perrin, who's kind of been thrown into this lordship, because it's what he keeps getting called, Lord Lord Perrin, yeah. or Lord Golden Eyes, Perrin whichever Golden one you like. Yeah, Perrin Golden Eyes. And it's like, I have no experience in this quit coming to me but then you look at it and the only people that really do have experience is tam and and matt's dad Mm -hmm. somewhat yeah so you know and they're not looking to lead this group like they're Mm -hmm. like we're gonna leave it to the youth we're we're too old for this we just you know we're gonna sit back and let parent do his thing and we'll offer him support which poor parent now the fact that he's been a thinker all along has been great because he's a strategist and the one thing he's had to grow on is making decisions quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So remember in the very first book where you guys complained that parents just, just block. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, just block. he's not doing anything. It wasn't until, oh. until Shadar Logoth until yeah. we we're like, wait, yeah. there's a brain there. There is. Yeah. Um, and around this time when they're talking, uh, Donnell Lewin comes crashing in. Burst up the door, uh, and Bran's like, you know, be easy on my door, boy. Uh, he's like, he's like, I got a message for Perrin. Uh, the white cloaks are here. There's a man with them. Perrin needs to come right away. 
Uh, and, <laughs> and this time, Bran's like, uh, Parent, you should really go to sleep. Like, you shouldn't mess with this. Like, you need. And Fayul even starts to chime in. It's like, yeah, you need to sleep. Like, you haven't slept. In, like, yeah, he's like, I'll sleep when I'm dead. All right. I got to do stuff. <laughs> Right, <laughs> but he's still able to think. That was me. He's last still year. able to think smartly. Um, Fail was like, you know, the, the other people could fight. You don't need to fight. And he's like, it's not going to be a fight. That's not what this is. He would have said so. Da 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 da. And the the horn wasn't sounded. This is something different. So he's he's still clinging to some brain function, you know, and in, in reasoning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. Perrin goes outside. Um, actually, before that, Aram stands up and follows Perrin. Apparently, Aram's been falling around Perrin like a little puppy dog. Um, you know, if you if you know anything about puppy dogs, is they they'll just follow you around. Everywhere. I thought that was quite interesting, to be honest with you. Um, first off, I loved how they were like he was kind of sitting in the shadows, not noticed. Very Aiel like, mm-hmm. like that just popped into my mind. I'm like, huh, mm. maybe it's hereditary. Yeah. But the fact that he has clung to Perrin, who clearly did not care for him really at all, as like, so what role is he going to play to Perrin? Maybe he's also also woofy, but hasn't really developed his woofiness yet, and there's just mm-hmm. this unknown connection or desire to follow him. Yeah. Could be that I didn't even in think two about books. That. Maybe he has yellow eyes. Mm. Huh. Interesting. Huh. I got my floaties on today. We haven't used I that. Don't, in a while. I don't know. <laughs> I just, like I was, I didn't even think about that. But that the wolf pack mentality makes kind of perfect sense. Yeah, I mean, he is a puppy dog. I mean, that's and, and, par- <laughs> and parents definitely yeah, alpha the right way now. He described them like, huh? Yeah, puppy dogs and sharks. The two things that follow you around everywhere. Um, it's, uh, <laughs> that's actually a true thing. Uh, sharks uh, 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 offshore. If you have a sailboat and you're ever sailing offshore, you're guaranteed. You might see them. There are two or three sharks following you at all times because they're yeah. they're not dumb animals. They're curious. Like, oh, sh- they well, no, it's not. It's only that the amount of food you throw overboard. Um, it's oh, yeah. it's meals. So like on the middle of the ocean, they've learned over centuries and centuries of boat traveling that if a sailboat goes by, we're gonna follow that thing because they're gonna eventually have dinner and then you know wash their dishes and throw over stuff over the side and. Um, other, other little fishies will eat that, and then you eat the other fishies. They just come to you. Yeah, they just follow. They follow right. boats like little puppy dogs. Um, so another reason why not to really jump into the water when you're sailing long distances, because there's usually sharks following you. But, <laughs> um, but anyway, um, also he gets outside and realizes there are men um, guarding around, and they started calling themselves the companions, um, which I thought was really. Um, you know, and parents like, I don't even know how, you know, why, but I, I just let him run with it. You know, I, I'm not going to stop him. Um, <laughs> it's like the, the Vatican guard here or like, you know, mm-hmm. the, the A-team, top tier security. Yeah. So it's like almost like it's almost like parents now developed a King's guard. You know, it's 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 almost become that, uh, which is, you know, interesting little little twist. Yeah. I think it's pretty dope. Yeah. Yeah, so... It's too bad it's short-lived. Yeah, so, yeah. So, Perrin, these ten companions, and Fail and Aram all leave as a group to go um, um, talk to this guy. And they get there, and the White Cloaks are hanging out there on their horses, looking all high, you know, with piety and everything like that, looking down on Perrin, thinking, oh, this bunch of dark friends. And the guy has, like, a... No one's helping this guy. He has an arrow, like a giant trollic arrow through him, and he's dying. And, you know, he says he'll only speak to Perrin Goldeneyes. And Perrin leans down and says, I'm Perrin Goldeneyes. And he looks up and goes, we are coming. And then dies. <laughs> and no one knows who he is. I had all sorts of questions. Mm. And I had yeah. no zero answers. I was like, <laughs> we are coming. We are 
Like, there's no play on words. Um, no, he's not a Trolloc. It's the men from the Mountains of Mist, the Misty Mountain Men. <laughs> it's 3M. They're coming. I wished. I really did. In my mind, I was like, who? maybe some help's on the way. This guy was a messenger that, you know, crossed the wrong Trollocs. Maybe. I said, but who would help him? Like, Rand's way off in nowhere. Mass with Rand way off in nowhere. Nobody really knows they're going through this. Yeah. And then, you know, pa- so I, I was really stoned. You know, Perrin turns to White Cloaks and asks, you know, them to explain more. Like, where'd he come from? Where'd you find them? And they pretty much act like the French from Monty Python's Holy Grail. They're like, you know, leave me alone or I'll taunt you a second time. I will fart yeah. in your general direction. <laughs> yeah, they turn their noses up and, like, their horses prance away. Like, doom, 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 doom. yeah. Mm. With, co- mm. with coconuts. Yep. At least Perrin had decent bedside manner. Like, you know, he asked, you know, has somebody got an Aes Sedai? He realizes this guy's going to die anyways, even if an Aes Sedai, like, out there right now. I had um, had a medic friend uh, when I was in Iraq, and uh, he was working at this uh, joint security site. So there were Iraqis, Americans, I mean, a lot of folks that came through there. And it was pretty far away from, you know, next level of help. So there, there was quite a bit of trauma that came through there. And it was a a catch-22. If you could be saved, you wanted him to be the medic there. He was amazing. And, in fact, he's a a PA now, Um, done a lot of trauma work in the U.S. since he got back. But anyways, like, if if there was a chance you could survive, he was the medic you wanted there working on you. The downside was he had no bedside manner, and he – I don't know if it was like a social mental condition, whatever, but he just – he wouldn't lie. He wouldn't do any of the fluff to make you feel better. If you were gonna die, or if it was something he couldn't, do, he would just tell you. So uh, he was he was over one guy, not a U.S. soldier, but still pretty tragic. All human life, you know, uh, is important. But you know, the one guy's like gasping and like doc, doc, doc. <laughs> he looked at him. He was like, "You're fucked, man." <laughs> like literally, that's what he said. <laughs> and we we're all like, "Uh." I mean, the guy didn't have too long to think about that comment, but still, um, yeah. So Perrin did a better job of trying yeah. to. Yeah, my my know, brother's the same yeah. way with his bedside manner, which is he's not known for it. Uh, he's a doctor, di- very direct, yeah. and there's okay. there's another OBG. This is remember all these doctor stories now. There's another OBGYN that's local, and my sister in law when she was pregnant with uh, my niece, she went in. And she's like, my stomach hurts. And he looks over to her all serious, like, is it is it hurting? Did anybody tell you you're pregnant? Like. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you're fine go home <laughs> not what people really want to hear but at the same time it's the truth sometimes a little bit uh a little yeah. harsh um so move it moving on um so as all this is going down another person kind of pushes through the crowd and is like there's something moving the westwood parent we need you and Fayil's like parent you have to go to sleep and parents like no duty i have to Duty, <laughs> poop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he has to, you know, he has to keep on going and helping. Um, so he goes out to the west, to the to the Westwood line, the West line, and they called him over because of his eyes, and he you knows. S- you it. say they specifically though; it's the the water. Thomas, it's yeah. Thomas, yeah, yeah. Which it, you know, I think it even cooler nod. And so now think about everybody else that's watching. You have this warder, which to all these people, well, he's badass, and this warder is asking Perrin for his assistance. I mean, so that mm-hmm. just elevates Perrin even more. So uh-huh. you're just yeah. stacking on why everybody's following him. 
Yeah, and, and Perrin looks into the woods and sees something move, and he goes, Bows down! Bows down! Nobody shoot! Come on, Loyal! <laughs> I know those oh, ears. Yeah. My good old buddy, Loyal's buddy, pal! Back. Come on! It's the Wii! Yeah. Wii's coming! Come so excited! You get him the scratchy ears. Did you guys get excited as I did when Loyal came back? It's like, Loyal's back! Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, is it bad that I actually forgot about him for a little while? Oh, uh, well, we read so slowly, so it's, you know. I, I was like, wait a second. That's right. We sent him away. Yeah. Oh, no, he yeah. left. He, he, left he sent him board. away. He sent him yeah. away. Yeah, he sent him away. That's right. I was yeah. I was happy that Loyal wasn't hurt. I mean, we found out right off the bat yeah. that he was carrying um, Gaul. Uh, Gaul. Uh, so I feel bad for Gaul, but yeah, I think everybody loves Loyal. I haven't met anybody that's, well, I don't really like that guy. So no, I'm pretty excited. <laughs> everybody loves Loyal. Loyal, if I could just see Loyal riding Bella, wouldn't that be something? Everyone went for the TV show that dropped Loyal because they, they haven't shown Loyal. I mean, we know Loyal's been casted. We know Loyal's in the first season, but they have not shown Loyal yet. And everyone's like, are you going to show us Loyal? Can we like and CGI Andre the Giant? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Possibly. Because how is that oh, but... not the best possible Loyal you they're, can have? Yeah. But they're trying. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know I, a lot of people said they're not going to probably see it till the show, actually, until he shows up in the show, but they won't preview Loyal just because non-reader fans will be like what the hell is this <laughs> and for the rest of us if they just wait if they don't tease or anything they just drop it in the show that's gonna be one of those moments where your kids are sleeping and everything and you just scream at the tv and the popcorn you're eating goes flying you're like oh my god it's loyal when they all run in the room to see what's happening you point at the screen you're like that guy right there and they're like really this you just woke up the entire house for that i, I thought yeah. we were getting mm-hmm. robbed and you were being murdered that's great yeah so we get a report from loyal so he's been gone he went to go close the way gate and he was successful he closed it said now only an Sedai or an elder uh will be able to open this gate again it is closed closed of course uh they were attacked multiple times and they ran for four days to get back um of course gall was injured during this um but and, and here's could- where hold on here's where i have a bone to pick with the show in one of the teaser trailers that you sent out at the very end, Moraine says, and you can't outrun a fade. Or did she say Mertral? Fade. So one I think of the she two. Fade. Can't yeah. outrun a fade. Well, you know what? Loyal did for four days. Yeah. So <laughs> you don't know nothing, Moraine. Well, Loyal's an ogier. He's not a, a human cannot outrun a, a fade. But she didn't say that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't think she was talking to Loyal during that scene. <laughs> But do you? But do you know? No, no we're, yeah. we don't know. Yeah. So loyal, loyal outran the fates, um, and the Trollocs and everybody else. Uh, and then he comes back and reports. He goes, "There are literally thousands and at least fifty fades out there. Like there, there is an entire army surrounding the Two River or Emmons Field right now." And enter stage right, Lord Luke striding on in, going like yeah. bullshit, bullshit, Dragonheart. Dragon yeah. There ain't, there ain't even a thousand out there. There's there, there's hardly anything out there. You guys are fine. Plus, I have this bag of heads. Here you go. Yeah. Here you go. Obviously, I know what I'm talking about. I'm Gaston mm-hmm. from Beauty and the Beast. And... Yes, that's exactly what I thought. <laughs> I've been thinking from the very beginning. Gaston. It's Gaston. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lord Luke is Gaston. Uh, just if they if you just cast. Cast uh, the the Disney guy that plays it. You know, if you ever see the videos of like him at Disney parks, yeah, where you like, mm-hmm. yeah, that that's uh, that that's who they should cast for Lord Luke. What do you think? Um, yeah, 
Um, and then Gall says, "No, I know there's several thousand. There, yeah, he they start to argue a little bit. Yeah. And well, he challenge you know, he challenges loyal, and like, well, you don't know anything about this. You know, and Gall is like, well, I'm an Aiel. I know a little bit something about this, and I say well, there's, there's a lot more. No so there's literally thousands out there. So." Yeah. At this point, Perrin tells Loyal that he should just go ahead and get a rest. Fayel then turns to Perrin and says, you should sleep as well. <laughs> it's time. Please go to bed. And he finally agrees. He's like, all right. So uh, even Thomas, even Thomas even uh, times it, chimes in saying, yeah, Perrin, go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, we, we got this for a little bit. Catch some rest. And Perrin goes to sleep. And goes we're back, dreaming. Goes to sleep, and we're dreaming. Goes right into the wolf dream. But does he just go to sleep? He doesn't just go to sleep. He's like, you know, I need to figure out who's right. So first, that bothered me a little bit. Why are you going to doubt your boy? Like, Loyal came back and Gaul came back and said there are over a thousand. So then it's like, you know, if they came back, the people you trust the most tell you there's more than a thousand. And then you got, you know, Mr. Luke, Mr. Gaston coming back telling you, oh, no, they don't know what they're talking about. This guy doesn't know the area he doesn't he, he he clearly doesn't rough it often he is in great shape he's hadn't been hurt yeah he's bringing you heads but why how how can he do this and come back because he's in he's in cahoots with land's brother it, mm-hmm. i i agree with that statement mm-hmm. but that, that's so why i, that's why I said like, dragon you know heart but we'll get there we'll get there i, we'll get I there. agree we'll get there. yeah he's like, just fast so, over there we're not we're not quite no. yet but we also uh, one thing that someone did bring up that there was a prediction that did come true here or maybe kind of sort of but yeah someone said uh prediction filled loyal secretly badass was a prediction made a long time ago oh yeah no but i think I there's think more to come too <laughs> like the, oh, yeah. the ogi are gonna get pulled in this everybody the more i think about it everybody's gonna get pulled in this if we're heading to the last battle everyone is getting pulled in so your peaceful ogiers whether it's forced on them or they choose to fight, we're going to see some some O-Gear battling. Like, I think that might they might be one of the last holdouts, but mm-hmm. at some point it's got to well, happen. They can't sit on the sidelines. He's, he's, he's been away from studying for too long, so he's going to start slipping in the darkness. Yep. I'm not going to say he's going evil, but he's definitely going to be, like, cracking some heads. Yeah. And by Just the way, the person that... the person who said that was David Russell. I forgot to mention that he's a patron of ours, and we have to hey. mention him every episode. So, hey. Hey. thank Check you, David. <laughs> he just keeps contributing. I love it. He's anyway. Okay. So, continue on. Now, I was right. I was ready to roll. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah, we're in the dream world now. Yeah. So let's fast forward back to that. So, parents dreaming, wolf dreams. And immediately starts getting visions. So let's talk about some of these visions. So the first one's Egwene surrounded by women. Thoughts? Well, she is surrounded by women. Well, this is Egwene rising to um, to be Amerlin. Mm, okay. Is it? If, and if if not Amerlin, so, so like force. All right. If not, so maybe maybe there's another position that comes out like someone that leads the Aes Sedai that are in the diaspora because we know the White Tower's been taken over and somebody that's claiming to be the Amerlin. So maybe they maybe they don't get that seat back immediately. They might have to fight for it to get it back, but she's going to be in a leadership position among the women that are dispersed from the White Tower. Yeah. Why can't she like be appointed by Rand to be in charge? Oh, a woman's got to be appointed by a man to have authority? 
I'm yes. exiting the show now. Like, you know what? I'm not talking anymore. <laughs> and Ian's muted. So, so hear me out, though. Like, Rand's about to make some power moves, and he needs a power player. And here she's been working with our, our women's circle of the Aes Sedai. Uh, Aiel. Yeah, Aiel. My bad. You know which one <laughs> I'm talking about. So maybe he's like, hey, now you answer to her, and she answers to me. Oh. You know that that long tradition where the head of the church would place the crown on the head of the king, and then who was the king that was like, "No, I got this," and took it from them and crowned himself? Henry. Is that what? Is she that what yeah, this could be Egwene. Egwene don't need no man to to tap her to be in charge. She's, she's gonna take charge. She can say it was she Napoleon. Was. She's still was it Napoleon? Man. Yeah. Yeah. I know somebody. I did. Yeah, I would never guessed it, but That's I knew there was somebody that was like, "No, nope, I will make myself king." Because my power doesn't come from you, it comes from me. Because I decided it. Mm-hmm. Damn. Okay. We'll see. Egwene is Napoleon. Yeah. There's your prediction from him. My prediction is she'll be appointed by Rand. Okay. We'll see. Uh, and then the next vision is Matt with the spear and a foxhead medallion. Well, that that's already a yeah. thing. Yeah, nothing okay. new there. And then Rand with bandages on his eyes. Now that was interesting. Matrix. Where are we going? Neo. I'm wondering if, like, there's some type of, like, further significance or thing that he has to go through another trial before they, like, finally name him the Chief of Chiefs, Lord of Lords. So what happens is he's in a hallway, and there's a bunch of agents, and they shoot a bunch of bullets at him, and then he stops the bullets. Stop. Because he won't have to dodge (laughs) the bullets once he becomes the one. I see you. That's true. Uh, I mean, it could be... That he's like currently right now, like blinded. He doesn't see what's happening around him, which is possible. We know there's a forsaken around there now. Um, man, it it could be a reference to him eventually getting collared and leashed. Yeah. I mean, that'd be a stretch. I don't know why you wouldn't just see him in a collar, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he does just get blinded by the light, yeah. wrapped up like a Chinook. right? Could be. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the power yeah. surges so much in this next battle yeah. that like. Lightning shoots out of his eyeballs, and and he's done. And, for well, he yeah. goes blind. What do you mean I'm done for? He's Maybe. Blind. Yeah. So uh, at this point, the Imperial arms himself in the dream. So he just thinks of everything and basically gets all his quiver, his bow, his axe, everything. Just kind of like forms around arm him. himself. He pops up again as a blacksmith hammer. Yep. And now, but then, yeah. So I, I still find it very interesting. I don't know if they're saying true to his heart, he'll always be a blacksmith. Mm-hmm. That's how he'll always see himself. And then he has to continuously pick up the axe. I don't understand. He diced up a, a fade with the hammer. Why Why did he, Why can't he recognize the hammer as like, able to do two things? He can create and build as a blacksmith. I don't think he but... what the hammer means to him. The hammer is his freedom. It's his solitude. It's, you know, his. that's his, like, me time activity. That's his self so right okay moment okay you're and figuring it so out he doesn't want to tarnish that so i like i'm, I'm feeling yep. him on that one so you know he, he'd rather make tools of war than be a part of the war mm-hmm. i mean honey i had a hard day at work i'm gonna go blacksmith for a while when i get home okay babe exactly. yeah. all right actually i do i have met a guy who does make his own knives and stuff so pretty cool there's that it's very cool yeah, that's one thing that I wanted to do eventually. Probably not this year. I know we're doing the Dark Friend Social in August. Um, there is a local um, uh, mobile forge that will bring the forge to wherever the event is. 
And I definitely want to eventually incorporate that into the Dark Friend Social if we do this year after year, mm. um, along with axe throwing and a bunch of other cool stuff like that. But uh, yeah. but I do want to have a forge. We I'm also need like wooden axe. mugs to drink out of. In, I'll bring the shot. Mead. We need mead. mead. Yeah, and wooden mugs. Mead. Some, yeah. Some honey wine mead. and honey moonshine and just a lot of honey stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of honey stuff with wooden mugs. Yeah. And then we can all scream Valhalla and Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you finish it, you smash it on the ground and you say, Another <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Um so Perrin starts to kind of do some scouting work in the dream world. He goes to where he thinks the Charlotte Camp is, and sure enough, there's one there and there's some cook pots and he can't really tell how many trollocs are there, but he's judging by the size of the cook pot um and how much the stuff's around. You know how many trucks there, and as he spirals out, he realizes there's hundreds of these campfire camps all around, and he starts to see Loyal and Gala right. Like there, there's not less than a thousand. There's, yeah. there's too many camps for it to be a yeah. small amount. But he is he is also able to see how they're spaced out and how you could mm-hmm. get around them and stuff. So mm-hmm. he gets some good intel there, yeah. as we find out later. But yeah. And yeah, he finds out when he gets to the south that there's less Trollocs in the south, and there's definitely a clear path going down towards Devon Ride. Um, and he's wondering why you know, Devon Ride's so not not. I mean, he just figures, I guess, since they're cut off, once they deal with the northern city, or towns, they can just at that point. Yeah, easy pickings. Easy pickings at that point. There's no way out. So. Yeah, uh, and then goes up to Watch Hill. Um, they're flying the flag of Anethrin. Not the wolf head, but the flag of the Nethrin. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. Which is interesting. Because the, 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 the people of the Mountains of Mist are working their way down. They're coming. Yeah. And there's a few trial camps around there, around Watch Hill, enough to do what they need to do there. Um, but definitely most is around Evansfield. Then goes to the Tarn Ferry, and most of the Tarn Ferry is burnt to the ground, um, obviously. I know the White Cloaks have reported that, but he sees it for himself. But the fairy's still intact, and he finds that really interesting. Like, he's trying to puzzle that together. Like, if you were trying to attack, and you don't want any other forces to come in from behind, why would you leave the fairy intact? Like, tactically, that makes no sense. Uh, let's back up a little bit. <clears throat> Bridges are very important. Um, but if you look at World War II and Germany and trying to finally take Berlin, it came down to a bridge, right? Uh, was that mm-hmm. uh, Remagen? the Lundendorf bridge uh but anyway so whoever had the bridge they wouldn't immediately destroy it but they would guard it and they would be prepared to destroy it if they're getting ready to lose it um in fact i think at Lundendorf they had all of their explosives on there and as they were leaving the germans were leaving uh the combat engineers for the u.s army like ran across there and took out all the charges or whatever something like that so you know the Combat engineers will mm-hmm. tell you they've won World War II. But um, anyways, so I was thinking about that. And so my thought was careful utilizing that because even though you don't see anything, they might be watching it and ready to destroy it if anybody other than their forces are trying to use it. Sure. I mean, at least in our history, we've seen that. So, Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then as he's kind of pondering about this, he picks up a doll and an arrow streaks through the air and hits the doll. <laughs> Ding. He's under attack. Oh, yeah. He's under attack. Battle. And this whole time I was thinking, so where where are we escaping to? Like, where where are we? 
Like, what was the name of this chapter again? Because yeah, I clearly don't see... A price of the, depart the departure. Price of the departure. We get to that. We get to that. <laughs> but, but, then we get this arrow. I'm like, okay, well, this is dope. If nothing else, we get a battle scene. Mm -hmm. And I like how Perrin reacted. He didn't freak out. Mm -hmm. He's like, you know what? The last two times... I've played your game. Now you're going to play mine. I played your game. Shame on me. Shame. <laughs> you know, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you. So he's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take advantage of this. I'm just going to sit and wait. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do nothing. So it kind of reminded me of the old parent that we thought was a lughead. Mm -hmm. He actually started thinking strategically and not acting on impulse. Yeah. And it paid off. Yeah. He waited. No movement. And then all of a sudden, he realized, wait, your boy has a smell. Mm-hmm. And he didn't think to cloak his smell. He's cloaked his sound. You know, he's moving stealthily. But he forgot about the wolf's strongest sense. The sense of smell. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he lays in wait. Waits for him to come to yeah. him. Yeah. And the, raven, the ravens are sent out to go search for him. There's ravens everywhere. Obviously looking. He stays completely still. He's like, only his eyeballs are moving. Like, he's not moving a muscle. So the ravens won't see me at this point. I'm not moving. And then... Um, I, he sees him pop up, I guess, behind like a tree or whatever. Sees his head pop up, and then he goes back down. And sees him pop up somewhere else, and it reminds me of like those videos you see with like cats, like where you go around the corner and you come back, and the cat's a little closer. You go back and come back, and the cat's a little closer. <laughs> and he's just waiting for his, you know, his his time, uh, waiting for his close enough. And um, finally, he's in the close enough, I guess, range that he yeah. just. You know, he doesn't even know whether he knocked the bell or if he just willed it into there and yeah. loses it. Bam. Shot to the heart. And sh shot to nope, the heart. They just missed the heart. Yeah. But he was too late. Yeah. But he was too late. Yeah. He was too late. He, he gave he love a bad name. Yep. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, and then he fades out of the dream, um, which he thought was interesting um, that he faded out. He says, is that how people would die in the dream? He thinks for a second that he might be dead, um, even though he missed the heart. Uh, so you know, I, I missed that, and I won't get into it too much, but Chris, I promise you at some point in your life, I know you said you don't have the time, but at some point in your life, you need to either re-listen or reread. because I hate to say it, but this Luke shit came up a lot. It was mentioned a couple of times, and Slayer, well, he wasn't called Slayer, was mentioned, and if you go back just to the Dark Prophecies when they were in the... Um, uh, the shit written on the wall in the cells at Faldara. Mm -hmm. There's references to this stuff, which we obviously we had no reason to know what the heck was being Give me talked one about. Example. Give me one good reason why I need to go back to read. It's because there, <laughs> there's so many. There's so many nuggets. There's so many things it, when you see it and hear it, you're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I you get it. Give me something. But um, so at, at this moment, so I've been doing my re-listening, um, and at this moment when he landed a shot. My first instinct was, we need to go find out what happened to Luke. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily oh, yeah. that I think Luke is Slayer, because, I mean, they look very different. It's possible, but Luke wasn't the only one who disappeared. Lan's brother, uh, Esam, or Esam, mm -hmm. as I say it, also disappeared yeah, in the Blight, like around the same time, same battle, or whatever. So, like, I'm figuring there's some sort of twisted connection here because the description we get of Slayer, his he looks cousin. like Lan. Or his, his cousin. Cousin, cousin, yeah. cousin, cousin, yeah. But still uh, claim to the throne of Malkir, you know, of that royal bloodline, yada, yada, yada. So, 
Mm-hmm. Anywho, that's why that's why I said Dragon Dragonheart earlier. They're connected. Yeah. So yeah. I was very eager to and see, the, and yeah. it happened. And you right away. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah, because he gets back and Lord Luke is literally running away as Perrin's waking up and slumped over, obviously hurt. And Perrin immediately gets suspicious. He's like, wait. And like tries to run down after him. And then um, notices the smell. Well, they even had the same yeah. smell. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The same smell, you know, clearly injured. And we now know that in Teleron Riyadh, they can shift their faces. Or Teleron Riyadh. Yeah. Yeah, there yeah. we go. Mm-hmm. So that's a pot. See, and maybe I'm wrong tying in the Esam thing. And he's thing. also using ravens. It, I mean, it could be that he's got the power to shift right in the present world. Ooh. Because we know Lanfear does it. Well, we know Esam went to the Blight, because um, that's mentioned in Blood Calls Blood. Right. In, in the Great Hunt. Uh, we know Luke, Ty, Ty Grand's brother, is met, you mentioned that a couple episodes ago. Right. Also disappeared in the blight. Yeah, and and that they just kind of happen around the same time. So that's why I figured mm-hmm. there was a some sort of connection there. I'm assuming we get the backstory and what that is sometime soon. Hopefully by the end of this book. But Jordan will draw that out two books. Or yeah. or I mean, you could still be right, and they knew each other, and for some reason in the and then one of them is using the identity of the other right to hide themselves. So and to also oh. do. And maybe the issue is in this world. Maybe Lord Luke is actually dead, and it's Esam that is able to float between worlds and is impersonating him to be able to get around. That's kind of my thought. Did not think of that. Because Esam has a a claim to a kingdom that's no longer there. So what's the best way of getting your kingdom back? Mm. What what flipped him dark, though? Because he wanted it, and he knows Lan's still there. Uh, Maybe. So he's got to beat Lan, who's with the Aes Sedai. He needs that power. How do you get that power? You go to the dark side. But if there are two different beings, join me on the dark side. And Luke is saying his greatest quest is to find the horn. Maybe he's, you know, maybe he believes somehow by blowing the horn he can release Esam from being stuck in the dream world. Nah, I'm not. I'm not buying the whole horn hunting thing. Yeah, I mean, me neither. I, I didn't buy it the yeah. first time he said it. I don't. I don't think Fael no. bought it either. She's like, no, I mean, I'm also hunting the horn. You just She's don't just seem like the type. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyways, but he is a charmer. He's using charm. Who else uses oh, charm shit. and shape shifting? You're right. You know what I mean? And people By were eager to follow him you. until Perrin exactly. kind of rolled around and yeah, and all of a sudden his smell was strong. Pheromones and hormones. I didn't consider that, but that's crazy. a strong possibility. That whole land fear thing. Mm. Who says the guys aren't using it too? Right now, we just know enough that there's some sort of connection. Mm. So, he yeah. can be connected to land fear for all we know. Maybe she's helping him out. Ooh. I mean, the whole idea with the dark. Get my wife's name out of your mouth. They want. They want to. They want to. You know, knock the stool off a peg by taking a leg off. So they they're. Able to attack Perrin here, yeah. Using right, you know, Lance. If you cousin. can take out one of the three, there you go. He's gonna take out one. Yeah. So he goes downstairs into the common room, and Loyal's there, the Ayula there, Fayil's there. Fayil starts to give him crap, and he cuts Fayil off. He goes, "Did you see Lord Luke? What happened?" And Fayil's yeah. like, "Yeah, I saw him. He came rushing downstairs and left." I was like, "Was he hurt? Was he? Was he hurt?" It's like, yeah, he was injured. So he was clutching his chest and was running off. And parents like, huh, okay. 
I got him. It's like, got him. Got him. Fayula, <laughs> and immediately he changes the subject. He's like, all right, Fayula, I got something important you got to do. Um, I need you to go to Camelin and deliver a message for me. Hear me out. Um, Chiad and and yeah, Bade and Chiad can can escort you there. You can make it there in a few weeks. We can get more gays to send an army back, and we can defeat the Trollocs and everything going on right now. We need help. He makes a good case, though, because obviously she's going to be like, no, I'm not going to leave you. But he makes a good case of, you know, her upbringing, where she's from. Of all the people there, they're going to go talk to a queen. Such a sharp thinker. But, but it's, I but it's like, true, though. Who I else would you send out is. of that group? I mean, maybe you could send one of the eyes to die, but you don't want to give up one of your eyes to die. No, but he knew right in the get-go that they, they weren't going to survive. Mm-hmm. Like, he said it when he was in the dream. He's like, yeah, we're done. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, also, just by the way, Zul, I love you because you're awesome in chat. Um, she actually uh, posted the actual quote from uh, the, 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 the Great prophecy? Hunt. The prophecy. And the actual quote was, Luke came on t- on to the mountains of doom. Esam uh, waited in the high passes. The hunt has now begun. The shadow, the shadow's hounds now... Uh, let's see. Hold on. I'm trying to read past my mic. The shadow hounds now course and kill. Uh, one did live, one did die, both and both are. The time of change has come. Blood calls blood feeds blood, blood calls blood. Blood yeah. is, blood was. That's why I'm feeling there's a connection that Esam died, but Luke lived, but somehow they're connected. Something happened at that well, death. Blood is, blood was could really just be referring to, you know, land's lineage and how there's a. Yeah, true. The prophecies are never direct, on. man. Prophecies are never. Yeah. So, like I said, I best way to accomplish, you know, taking somebody else's throne is to just pretend to be somebody else. Oh, that's yeah. true, because it still could be that Luke died and he's in person. Yeah. Him. Exactly. Damn it. Shapeshifter. Well, anyway. So like they're Lanfie. connected somehow. But I don't know. Also also one thing I wanted to point out too with this whole sit go to Camelin, uh says Fayel. Uh Chiad then in Gaul you get this kind of thing like and, I'm not and, leaving his side. I'm not leaving his side. And parents are like, wait, I thought you guys had a blood feud. And like No, hmm? but wasn't it Fayel huh? that automatically recognized it and was like, No, you would you could stay. Yeah, you can stay. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's because she's just picking at him the whole time because she had a crutch on him. Mm-hmm. Oh, a little bit of school drama. Yeah. I think it, and, I think fu- that's cute though that they're overcoming blood feud to show some love. Yeah, and um, yeah, I mean, Fayil does complain saying you know it would take weeks, you know, and Parent Parent then starts to lie here. You know, it's a white lie, but he's lying. You know, he said, well, you know, I, I in the dream I did dream I went out and and Lord Luke was right. It's not that many. We can hold out. You know, we 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 can we can wait for the troops to come. Just you need to get out of here and, and help us. Yeah, Lukey Poo was was right. Mm-hmm. Nothing to worry about there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but which I think at this point, Perrin after this whole incident realizes they're screwed. And he's trying to get. I mean, not not. I think he's trying to get Fayil out of there. I mean, that's what he's trying to do. Yeah. He's trying to save her. I think yes, but still, from a strategy standpoint, if they have any chance of holding out they need reinforcements and he doesn't know yet that the men from the misty mountains are coming to help no, he doesn't. he's not aware of that or that tom's hopping on his uniform right because yeah. he he still has no clue the guy that showed up and, and died saying we we're coming he's like well maybe maybe it's just a hold up from a farm I, yeah i don't know 
but I think I think Loyal knows the truth too because Loyal comes over too. I can't over help but overhear. You know, you're going to Camelot. If you are, can you go and take my notes too? Just which is yeah. which is the whole thing. You know what Loyal's that's, thinking. I mean, yeah, I, at least yeah. that's what I thought. Was just like, For yeah, sure. we're gonna die. I want my book to at least be published or at least be read somewhere sure. else. And if mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah. but there could be two angles to it. Like it's a last ditch yeah. effort, but it's also let's save her life. And maybe that's first priority. Let's save her life, but in doing so, let's try this last ditch effort. Try and get reinforcements. Yeah, yeah. And then Faya starts playing with his beard. I like your beard. Mm-hmm. Beard scratches are so yeah. nice. You had to fucking. Way, you had to bring that shit up. Mm, Fuck yeah. you, Alan. Mm. Beard scratches. <sighs> you know what, Chris? Oh, don't don't start oh, with him. Oh wait, you're clean shaven <laughs> right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You know, in the beginning when we got on camera and started talking, y'all know, didn't really mention it. So I was like, cool, they're not going to razz me. But you, you were you were saving it. You slow played me. You, you used some of them Jordan tactics on me and you, you went on for three hours and then busted my balls. Yeah, Ian's clean shaven. You can still you can still kind of scratch the stubble a little bit, right? You got a little scratch my balls. He looks ten years younger. (laughs) 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 All right. That's what you get for talking about beards. <laughs> so then the price of departure, actually, uh, the price of departure comes up now. If I was like, fine, I'll do She's it like, under one condition. Marriage, marriage, marriage. We were all gathered here today. <laughs> for marriage. <laughs> yeah. Um, Fayel says, yeah, uh, you have to agree to marry me. And parents like, oh, sure, of course, uh, we can, you know, say, you know, betroth each other right now. And then when I get, when you get back, we'll get married. So you have to do And Fayel's like, no, tonight. No. Tonight. So I've actually been talking to people and the people What's say that? that Commonwealth marriage is a thing. And, <laughs> and we pretty much are. Because we've spent time together in the same room more than once, mm-hmm. you Half know. Your shit is mine anyway. So Yeah, you, you owe me this. Like this is this is long past due. I mean, I've already got permission from everybody. I mean, I've already kind of already talked to everybody about it. Sorry, I didn't mean to do that before talking to you, but kind of got everybody's blessing but already. So we're kinda of good to go. So yeah. So let's make this happen. Let's you know, she put power play. She's like, you're in charge of shit around here. Everybody wants to make you happy. And they know that I can make you happy in ways that you've never been happy before. And I'm going to get you to go to sleep. So you'll be well rested for the next battle by the time I'm done with you. <laughs> yep. We're getting married. So, so and- as I'm reading, I didn't have much time to like think about, all right, is it pissing me off? Is she trying to manipulate him? Like put him in a corner, how does Perrin really feel? And then you get his vows at the end, which to me just sound extremely sincere, and you get the thoughts in his head. I I think his hesitation isn't so much that he didn't want to marry her, it's that he didn't think he was worthy or had enough to give her. And Well, he knows he doesn't. He's about to die. Well, so even outside of that, when he he gives his... What he says out loud is, I, Perrin Ibarra, do pledge you my love, Fayil Bashir, for as long as I live. And then he thinks in his head for as long as I live and after. Probably like what you said, he doesn't think it's much longer that yeah. he's alive. Then he says out loud, what I possess in the world, I give to you. And in his mind, he thinks a horse, an axe, a bow, a hammer, not much to give to bride. I give you life, my love. Yeah. It's all I have. That's him getting her to leave. And says out loud, I will keep and hold you, sucker and tend you, protect and shelter you for all the days of my life. 
And then he said, thanks, I can't keep you. The only way I can protect you is to send you away. It says, I am yours always and forever. So anyways, very sincere in the words that he says out loud and a lot of love shown in what he thinks inside of his head. So like before I even had a chance to be like, oh man, she back him into a corner, like parent hits us with this and I got all sappy and it was, yeah. it was, it was beautiful. He loves her. Yeah. So they are married. Relationships, you can yeah. have love. Yeah, yeah, and it's, uh, it's it's and that's how we end the chapter with them getting married, and that's it. We're done. Uh, can I ask a question? Sure. Uh, I might give an answer. Yeah. Well, it's kind of to Chris, really, because I know you won't answer. Um, I don't want to be super suspicious of everything Fael does. Like she's certainly won me over, um, but. Why the insistence on getting married now? Is it also because she sees that he might die and like it's just a love thing and wants it to happen? Or, you know, we keep getting caught up in all these prophecies and we haven't heard too much about, you know, where she's from and everything. And and maybe there's there's some telling that she's received or something where like the man she's married to is going to live on forever and, you know, be this righteous king or something like that. And that's why she wants to marry him because in doing so, she can leave confidently knowing that he's going to survive i think this is looking for a pup hmm. oh want to knock the boots a little baby mm-hmm. parent mm-hmm. Yeah, little baby parent you know mm-hmm. you can have longevity that way too well then there's yeah. that i i i think i'm overthinking it i know i it's one of these situations where i'm like i know she could rally men to his cause if that was her husband but at the current moment they're nowhere near you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, she literally needs to get them out of there. And there's nobody close enough to help unless our Misty Mountain men actually exist. What if she told some white lies about who she was and she was, like, legit the heir to the throne? Not, like, cousin or niece or anything like that. And by marrying him, like, bam, prince, king, a prince whole kingdom. A whole kingdom's coming. <laughs> Where she's from. What, what's closer? Where she's from or Camelin? I'm assuming Camelin's closer. Um, I don't I'd have, have to look at the map. Um, I can look one up. What if she leaves and goes, forget Camelin, I'm going to go get my people because he's he's yeah, he's now I mean, that, that, their prince. <laughs> that entered my mind just for a second, but the only way they're going to get anybody so, there quick enough is to travel the ways or to travel some stuff. I mean, Saldea's not that far from where... I mean, Camelin's really far. Andor's gigantic. The country of Andor, where... It's probably the largest as far as land goes. I'm trying yeah. to pull the map right now. I mean, uh, Saldea is north of Toman Head, um, kind of all the way to the west, but I'm looking at the map right now. It's probably about the same distance. Yeah. I just know. a different direction. Yeah. 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 I, like I said, unless somebody comes to the stones, we know the ways is already like cut off, so you got to find some stones somewhere. To These Misty through. Mountain men are going to come save the day anyways. I hope so. Hmm. Yep. Okay. Well, I hate this to be the end of Perrin, but we haven't had a major character die yet. I thought that, but there's no way. He's got too much to do in the wolf world. Like, he's got to be king of the wolves, man. He's... Mm-hmm. Gosh. Or, like you said, maybe our our little leaf boy escapes. He gets yeah, the, the little powers. puppy. Little puppy just and he becomes alpha. Puppy, puppy. Oh. 
So the the correct answer is uh, Camlin is a little further away than Saldea, but there's no maintained roads that way. So in order to get there effectively, you'd have White to go boat. all over to White Bridge and then get a boat and then head up north. Yeah. So oh, it'd well. probably it'd or be longer. Barry. I'm not really forcing theories out there. It's just these are random ass thoughts going through my mind. And that's from Pythos. So yeah. I, I didn't get a map pulled up fast enough, but yeah, so. sounds about right. All right, that's all I got. Um, Yep. Anything else from this chapter or these chapters that we missed? Just remember, Matt was in the background grumbling the whole time. I don't even know why I'm fighting. I'm going to go back to sleep. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, well, okay. Favorite character? Go. Schoolgirl naive. Schoolgirl school naive. <laughs> I, I have a, a whole anime flashback of like naive and. I need to get pick. The anime attire. I, I, I like that. I Cinnamon like that pick. Naive. Mm. In this second chapter, the, the obvious choice would be Perrin. I mean, I have a lot of close seconds. Like, I want to give Loyal some love. but uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Loyal did Yeah, but thing. what Perrin's doing... Um, yeah, I got to go Perrin. Perrin. Perrin, okay. for sure. Cool. Got it. Stuck an arrow on Slayer. Getting his girl out of Dodge. Doing everything in his power to protect the people there. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, Karen. yeah. All right. And then the next time on the Wheel of Reads, we'll be doing. We're going a lot of intos. Um, into the thick how many are left? Into the thick of it. Uh, we have two chapters that we're doing next week, uh, and how then many we have. Left? There are five chapters left. Okay. So. I think so. Let me make sure that's right. Uh, yeah, five t- chapters. What are our titles coming up? Uh, for the next two? Mm-hmm. In, into the Palace. Okay. And then, Tanchico. And then, well. and then Into the Deep. So we're going to be rolling in the deep. <laughs> <laughs> in the deep, we're back with Rand? Question mark? Are we? Nope, still with the girls. Ooh, he answered it. Yeah, I'll give you that. I mean, you're about to read it anyway. So, yeah, no, yeah. We're, we're, I'm literally, when I get off here, I'm, I'm going to, I'm probably going to read yeah. it tonight. Yeah, so we're, we're, yeah. So, Into the Deep, or Into the Palace and Into the Deep are the two next chapters. Awesome. Any thoughts? Into the Deep <laughs> is confusing me. Okay. Into the Palace makes perfect sense. Into the Deep. Makes no sense at all. Ooh, okay. maybe, maybe one of them, uh, maybe Nynaeve, like, gets lost in ten, uh, 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 the dream world. Talangria. Yeah. Maybe she uses that need thing too much and she flashes herself, like, somewhere she can't get back from. Or maybe, ooh, or maybe they decide to visit the homeland of the Shanchen. Maybe. Maybe there's a fire starting in her heart. It's reaching a fever pitch. Uh, 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 uh. And it's bringing her out the dark. Ooh. I like the idea More of traveling. More cabin. He's like, shut up, Alan. <laughs> I like the idea of them traveling to the land of the, of the uh, Interesting. Mm. To learn more about the male eyes to die. Because here's my thought. Like, the Shanchen do not, do not put these things on their men they didn't say they don't have any what do they do with them though and if you think about our swordsmen right that our 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 master swordsman that ran actually managed to beat didn't we assume that he could channel too so maybe we have some 
we we like we thought maybe he could. So maybe in the Shanchen, wherever they're from, I forget the name. Because I know I'm horrible with names. Maybe there are male Aes Sedai there. Not Aes Sedai, but male channelers there that have, like, learned to control it. And maybe they're now going to find a teacher for Rand. I just like how we got to a chapter called Into the Deep, and all three of us on the panel were like, "Mm, what is that? I don't know. Don't know know anything about that. Also, maybe they use the new... Necklace and bracelets that they get to capture a guy and take them back. Yeah. 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 In the next three books. Possibly. Also, next week we're recording on Wednesday, not Tuesday. Just FYI. If that works for everybody. What's the date? The 27th. Um, yeah, I'm good with that. Okay. I just need to move it. Yeah. On my calendar. Sorry. I meant to tell you guys that earlier. Uh, comedy coming can't do a Tuesday. I just went back to check the notes uh, that I had. There you go. So. <laughs> I'm good. That's good. Let's do it. Cool. Better for me, actually. Yeah. So, anyway, so I'll go ahead and wrap up. So, how we can be found um, at the Wheel Reads on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. Is there more social media I should do? I don't know. I think I, I think I do enough. Um, so I'll just I'll just I'll, I'll stop there. Um, yeah, go go find us there. Follow all those places because I do giveaways everywhere um, and all those different places. So. Keep following different places so you can win free stuff. And then also you can find us or you can email me, uh, thewillreads at gmail.com. Um, uh, normally, if it's your first time emailing me, it might go to my spam filter and then I have to go find it. And I might be like a while before because I don't check it every day, not the spam filter. Uh, if it comes to the regular inbox, I'll get it right away. But several times I found like, oh, two weeks ago, someone actually emailed me. It went to the spam. Um, so I'll let you know I do check those every once in a while. And find us on our website, uh, www.thewillreads.com, uh, where you find links to all sorts of cool stuff like um, Discord. Discord's cool. Um, it's fun. We have a ton of channels, lots of talking about the TV show, lots of talking about these episodes, lots of first-time readers. It is first-time reader safe Discord server. So if you're a first-time reader, you listen along with us, or you just found us and you're still working through the books or behind us, ahead of us, doesn't really matter. Uh, we have roles to protect you, make sure you don't get spoiled, and we take it very seriously. So think about joining us. Uh, we would enjoy to hear your thoughts as a first-time reader. And if you're a veteran and you've read the series before, we still like to have you come in and join us. Uh, we have spoiler-filled channels as well that Ian and Chris can't see. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Uh, eventually, eventually you guys will see them. Um, yeah. <laughs> many, many years from now. And um, also, you can support us lots of different ways. You can buy merchandise. We have a merchandise store through New Creations by Jen. Um, all sorts of cool stuff there. Um, we just give away a beanie. We give away a frosty mug. We have those things. We have t-shirts. Um, we have shot glasses. Um, all sorts of fun stuff. So go check that out. Uh, links on our website. Also, you can become a Patreon. Patreon is the best way of supporting us, of course. Uh, you get to listen to us live, uh, go through this, and all the mistakes that we make that get edited out, you get to hear it all. Um, so uh, think about They're that. It starts at a dollar, you get to listen to us live. Um, at $5, you get early release of full unedited video episodes uh, where you can watch us um, for $5. Um, so that's pretty cool. And then going up from there, there's lots of other benefits. Um, we go all the way up to pretty high tiers. Go check it out. You can look at all the tiers. Find what works best for you and your budget. Um, if none of it does, that's okay, too. Just keep listening to us. We still love you. Um, and, yeah, 
share us with your friends. Let people know that yes. we make a podcast and that we try to do good. And I wouldn't say we're great. Share us with the world. Just, we, we try. We really Towards do try. We're average guys. We do really try. And and we do transcript all our episodes now, too. I didn't mention that. I need to mention that. Yeah. We have transcripts for all our episodes. So if you are have a hearing-impaired friend that cannot listen to us, uh, they can read us. Um, apologies on the AI that does our transcripts. Um, it is not 100% perfect, and I am not going to go through and edit it because um, each one of our transcripts I've done so far is over 250 pages long of... <laughs> of text so i ain't doing it i'm sorry i don't have i don't have the time i just don't have it uh i would love to be able to do that and go through and edit everything and make it perfect i i just i don't have literally don't have time to do it i i I can't read 230 200 pages of a book in a week uh for my own pleasure let alone try to go through and edit that um if anyone wants to volunteer to do it you can do it (laughs) <laughs> but I'm not doing it. Um, so, um, but yeah, it's pretty close. I mean, it's 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 just a few words get messed up because I don't know how to speak English. Um, so, uh, some words get translated wrong. Anyways, um, that's all I got for this week, guys. Until next time. Peace. Okay, bye. I hope you enjoyed the show and thank you for listening to the Wheel Reads. See y'all next time. Down, down, down six pounds. It's great. Just as long as you don't lose better that muscle lighting. mass. Whoa. Okay. No, I don't I, think I'm I, losing the muscle mass. I'm like when I am eating, it's still pretty heavy proteins, and I'm getting food in there, so it's not like starving, starving. Just and I'm yeah, staying man, you, active, just not working out. Yeah, my arm is so sore today. From what? What, what you've been doing? Flu shot. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got mine, and it wasn't too bad. I had a friend that got it and never had a bad reaction before. She showed me her arm, and it was just this giant, <laughs> massive welt. Got super sick. I was like, "Dang, that's horrible." I don't know what they gave you, but yeah, yeah. Well, what is it supposed to be? <laughs> Mixed with the herpes and got her all messed up. Yeah, I, I get my booster shot on Friday. Is that a requirement? Or are you doing it just to be good? Doing it to be good because it's given to me for free and it's a day off work. What do you What do you get on Friday? Booster shot. Oh, yeah, booster. A I'm day gonna off. I'm gonna get a booster soon, but I don't, I don't think I get a day off for it. But yeah, you should. I'm not. I'm taking. You a day should. Off. You should wait for uh, November 19th to take the day off so you can come in town and watch the premiere with me. I may do that too anyway. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> awesome. You got any sick days by then? You got some sick hours saved up? Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought about it. Like I, I, th- I think I know I, I'm coming in town for Dece- in December. So I, I feel I, I, I sense that there's a fever coming on. It's about a month away, but it's you know it's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did you see that Yeezy changed his name to Ye? Yeezy changed his. So name. he's the artist formerly known as Yeezy. He's the artist formerly known as Kanye West. <laughs> he is now Ye. Ye. Yee. Straight up, no no last name, nothing, just Y-E. Okay. Is it yay? I mean, when you're trying to simplify things in your life. Yeah. The, the name is where you start? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would drop a Kardashian. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
I have looked at the track record of people who have been in relationships with the Kardashian. Please don't ask me why, because I don't even know why. Like, Inside the Wheel of Time. Have y'all seen this picture? This is a pretty dope picture. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of good stuff that's been popping. I have to be Dude, very a, careful. I have not finished reading that article yet, but it looks really good. Uh, you guys can read that one, the GQ article. Okay. Yeah. GQ. Um, yeah. That's a really dope picture of all the white clicks. Yes. I'm yeah, like, you have to be careful scrolling down in comments when I send you guys stuff. But the actual like, little videos comments. and stuff like that are pretty cool. Yeah. It's like they don't look like I expected them to look. They look very futuristic. Can you send me that link or, or put it on? It's, it's sure. Discord under um, TV show talk, uh, maybe spoilers. <laughs> well, then I'm it's not a new, t- It's a new ch- It's Oh, no. If you put spoilers in there, they have to um, there you go. spoiler tag stuff. So just don't click on anything. <clears throat> All right. Chris, thank you. I'm lazy and you nailed it. You just. Right to me. That's the, that was so much easier. The that was. Literally mm-hmm. popped up. Nah, I, I'm just too lazy to do that. Okay. You guys ready to go? I'm ready to go. No, I'm yeah, looking at white clothes we're now. Ready. Oh, I didn't picture him like that either. I mean, that's not, yeah, that's not bad. Not that's at good. all. Do you, do you notice they I, all I, have like traffic cop mustaches, which is, I think is amazing. <laughs> was, <laughs> is this super troopers? <laughs> yeah. White clothes are all like. You boys like Tarvalon? <laughs> <laughs> the honey cakes taste like honey cakes. Them Tarvalon witches? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this counts as content talk, right? <laughs> You should just start the episode. I've already hobbled my horse. I can't hobble it anymore. <laughs> Welcome to the Will Reads. Hobble we your have horse, myself, Alan, <laughs> Ian, and Chris. Never going to win that sword fight with those little duck lips ears. <laughs> you got <laughs> to heave the axe and cup the balls. Relax your jaw. <laughs> Why are we so special? <laughs> Anyway, so, brief pause. Let's Stir, start. Let's stirs this stew. Does that look like spit to you? Ah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm done, I promise. One liter cola for Dane Bornhold. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have liter cola? What's liter cola? Spritz, cola. give me some fucking coke. <laughs> All right, Dane Bornhold is now Farva in my mind. That's uh, That's now canon. <laughs> The next person that says Baron Golden Eyes is getting pistol whipped. (laughs) (laughs) It fits so well. (laughs) That's what she said. (laughs) And we're ready. (laughs) That's two giggities. (laughs) (laughs) One day, Seth MacFarlane's going to pop in. Stay after for uh, on the regular show for when I put this at the end, they're missing out. Is a good, yeah, I guess I'm we're just feeling it tonight. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, brief pause. <laughs>